serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Indians. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. It is time for some playoff football, and round one begins tonight between Hallsville and Palmyra, and we're just about 20 or so minutes away from getting that kicked off here on the Show Me Sports Network. Happy Friday, everyone, as we get closer and closer to wrapping up October. It's how a weekend. We've got some good football in store for you tonight as your Hallsville Indians look to advance to the second round of the district playoffs. I've been Schmidt alongside me, Justin Kraft. And Justin, I'm sure, and you'll hear from Coach Conyers in a second, he echoed the same thing. But 4-5, and five, not where Hallsville wanted to be at, but brand new season starts right now, coming in 0-0, and a chance to make some noise with some of the best teams in the area, and that all starts tonight against Palmyra. Yeah, for sure, you're right about that, Ben. It starts here tonight, and especially the last two weeks, like you said, you know, didn't end the season like Hallsville wanted to, 4-5, and five, and losing the last two games of the season. But really, the playoffs are a whole nother animal. They just got to find a way here tonight to win and advance against Palmyra, a team they faced in week one to start off the season here at home. And they're looking to do it here again tonight. We couldn't ask for a better way to start off the playoffs here in round one in Hallsville. Well, Palmyra comes into this one with a record of 1-8 and eight on the season. Did grab a victory a couple weeks ago against Highland, 22-14. But, yeah, as you mentioned, last time these two teams faced, way back in week one, the weather was a lot warmer. The sun was still out at kickoff. It's been a couple months since. But the Indians did defeat the Panthers 58-20 to in that one. And what at the time was Colt Nichols' first starting quarterback, now it's a completely different man under center. And Braden Matheny filling in for the injured Nichols, who is expected back, back next week. If Hallsville does advance, he would most likely take the snaps in that one but for Matheny he's coming off well I think you and I would agree a really nice game last week against California he did have the touchdown pass most importantly did not turn the ball over and 
Halsell put up 38 points on offense, and I don't think you could blame him for the fact that they lost that game. He played well in start number one, and now looking to build on that here in start number two. No, yeah, he definitely played well last week against California in his first ever start, and he really just dictated the tide, especially offensively, really finding a way to just show his, you know, poise in the pocket and really deliver the football down the field and especially, you know, get it to his wide receivers and one of them being Isaac Stinson, which really helped out last week, and he stepped up as well with five receptions. But I think what they need to do is do exactly what Harrison Fowler and they've done all season with running the football, and that's just getting it to their sledgehammer, their Swiss Army knife in Harrison Fowler. And he is only 89 yards away from breaking the school's rushing yard record. Yes, certainly could be a big night in store for Fowler, depending on what the workload looks like for him. Coming off a game last week against California, where he had 42 carries, had three touchdowns last week, and as you just mentioned, some history potentially on the line. If he can rack up those 89 rushing yards, he would be the school's all-time rush yards leader. Pretty good company right there in history of this program. And Fowler, if he hits that season average in rushing yards, you would think he'd be able to break that number. But we'll have to see. Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft here on the Show Me Sports Network. We talked about what Fowler can do tonight and much more with Coach Conyers. And you're going to get to hear everything that he had to say coming up in just a moment when we return on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Welcome back, everyone, to the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. And as always, I want to welcome on head football coach Falzel, Justin Conyers. Coach, thanks so much for joining us here on the pregame show before tonight's playoff game. Hey, thanks for having me on. Crazy how fast these past nine weeks have flown by for us here. I know, absolutely. I mean, it's it's same same spot, same team, and that it was against week one, and now we sit here a couple months later getting ready for a winner-go-home matchup. So talking about that aspect a little bit, how have your guys acted this week since the season is on the line? Has it been any different, or is it business as usual? No, it's been different this week, especially after coming off the California loss last week in a game that we obviously thought that we should have, have won and uh, came down to a game of adjustments that we just didn't make defensively as a coaching staff. And so that's something I challenged our staff with on Saturday morning after our film session meeting and something that we knew we had to get better with. And so I think whenever the kids can see the sense of urgency coming from the staff members, especially on the defensive side, it's been a great week of uh, tempo. We've had some rough weather this week, uh, lots of rain on Tuesday night, freezing cold temperatures here. And and obviously, we're out here practicing on grass. So it wasn't the best elements, but, uh, you know, Wednesday's weather was much better for us, and we were able to get some super productive stuff done this week. So does having a group of guys where a lot of them played in the playoff loss last year against Bowling Green, does that change anything or maybe give them a more of a sense of urgency to not have something like that happen again? Or do you kind of find that your whole roster is kind of in the same mindset? I think our whole roster is kind of in the same mindset. You know, you would have thought that a lot about, uh, you know, the amount of seniors that we have. You know, having 14 guys that 
have been with us, um, you know, for all four years, minus just just two of them. So really 12 kids that have been within our program for all four years that, that our coaching staff and I have been here. And so, um, you know, it, I think we're all in the same boat right now. You know, um, it, it's just kind of surprised me throughout the course of the season, you know, kind of our ups and downs and some of our struggles we face because you would think with uh, some of the veteran leadership that we have on the team that we would kind of overcome some of those things. But, you know, something I told the team is, you know, every week we always talk about being being zero and zero, you know, with whoever we're facing. But we're legit zero and zero right now. It doesn't matter what happened in the past nine weeks. just matters how well we're going to play tonight and uh, in this opportunity versus uh, Palmyra. So no beating around the bush. Defense was certainly an issue for you guys against California last week. How does that look to be an improvement area heading into this game against Palmyra? You know, the biggest the biggest thing you face and uh, that worries you as a football coach is opposite responsibilities, you know. You go back to week one and you kind of look at where we struggled and in some of the spots, yeah, it was a, a big lopsided victory. But number five, you know, the quarterback, he's a shifty guy. and He was able to, to get loose multiple times. He gave us fits in the option game. And also any time that he could scramble, you know, he beat us with his feet, not as much his arm, but his feet. So those were things that we had to go back on film and make sure that, uh, you know, we were making sure we were taken care of. And we've had a much better week of, of preparation to face the option. So, um, you know, in, in rightful fashion, the way it always works for us is they'll come out and there'll be multiple spread on, on Friday, I know, on tonight, but it's just the way it works sometimes. But yeah, we feel like our guys have really tuned in and understood what their job and what the responsibility is going to have to be tonight and how they have to fit all 11 pieces of our puzzle defensively together in order to have success. And yeah, I wanted to ask because you brought it up a little bit with looking at the film from that week one game. How much do you take away from that one? Because obviously switching to the other side, your offense was great, but it was Cole Nichols, a QB. You didn't have Harrison Fowler, stuff like that. How much are you looking at that game for both sides of the ball? You know, the first thing you go back is, is you kind of compare personnel. So, uh, you know, hey, what kids are still playing where? What modifications have they made? Um, and then who may be in and out of the game? I mean, that's one of the things we always want to make sure of as a, as a staff first is to, to identify, you know, personnel. And then you go forward and you, you kind of show, hey, here was some of the things we did well, and these are some of the mistakes that we had. And you fix those things. And you kind of show them what kind of, you know, your, your hope is throughout the course of the season, those things evolve and they get better. Well, defensively, we haven't had that necessarily happen. We've been kind of up and down and all over the place with our defense. And so, uh, you know, we did defend the option pretty well. Now, we were a three front back then and we're a four front now. And so the way we'll defend it will be slightly different. Uh, with, with our fits with our linebackers. So that's just something we had to make sure that they understood, you know, conceptually where they're fitting and what they're doing tonight. So one more thought a little bit about this matchup with Palmyra. Coach Connors joining us here on the pregame show. How do you keep your team in the mindset of this is not the same team we saw, this is not the same team we put up 58 points on, and coming into this game aggressive as ever? Well, I'll be the first one to tell you, and it's not cliche when I say it is, they're the best one in eight team that I've seen on film. Um, you know, they've, they've been in some really good ball games. They play in the CCC, which is a very tough conference, and they've had to play some tough people. And so I, I think that they're well coached, and they're going to do what they do well. And, and an option always seems to give us a little bit of a fit defensively. So what I told them is I took them back to the Centralia game in the district semifinals last year. And uh, I think I spoke to you about this earlier in the season, and I did not have a good feeling about that game. Um, you know, it was a game where we came out and really poured it on them in that, in that week two. And I think our guys felt like they were going to walk out there and, you know, the name on our chest was going was to just beat Centralia. And Centralia was a much improved football team. The same way I look at Palmyra. I remind them of that. 
because it took us to the last minutes of that football game to walk away with a two, you know, a two point victory in a district semifinal game where we almost didn't make it to the district championship game. And so if we want an opportunity to win a night, we're zero and zero and we're playing this like it's the first time we've ever played these guys. For that week one means nothing to us right now. And we have to focus in right now, Friday night, this time, the here and the now, and play the best football that we can tonight. So moving now a little bit more towards your offense, now his second start at quarterback, filling in for the injured Cole Nichols. What do you think Braden Matheny has to do to continue to do? Because I thought last week, even our loss, he played well. What does he have to do to continue to do that? Well, he did enough to win the ball game last week. Uh, in my my opinion, you know, as head football coach, we just didn't do our job defensively to help him out, you know. And um, he has to continue to manage the football game the way he did last week. You know, turnovers are key and they're crucial in, in big time games. And so we have to make sure to protect the football. Uh, we got to make sure that we're we're you know leaning on our run game heavy like we did last week. And then when it's his time to pass, that he makes these efficient passes. And, that's where I think he really he did a great job and really, really shined last week was he didn't fold under pressure. He didn't seem hurried. He did a great job stepping up in the pocket. Saw a few things last week where I tried to move the pocket for him and didn't feel comfortable. And so I think he does a much better job of just sitting in the pocket and letting go through his progressions and, and throwing the ball. And so we have some really good pass concept stuff in for him this week and really excited about his opportunity to step up and make some big plays for us. Absolutely, and obviously this will change as the game goes on. You can't say for certain exactly what you're going to do, but game plan-wise, are you expecting at least first to really pound the rock, and are you you want to be a run-heavy team? Is that what the expectation is heading into this one? Yeah, you know, that's what we lean on first. Our offensive linemen are our heart and soul of our, of our offense, and with Harrison Fowler back there, you know, and not having the opportunity to face these guys and in week one, what do you think he wants? You know, he he's the only guy that, you know, he's, he's on the cusp of breaking multiple school records right now. Um, he has an opportunity to become the all-time leading rusher in school history tonight. Um, he also has a chance to, to break the touchdown record, to break the you know single season, um, you know all-time carry record. Uh, he has all kinds of things that he's on the cusp of. And you know he was asking me, you know, laughing this week if I could give him sixty carries, and I told him I gained forty-two last week and didn't really <laughs> didn't really plan on that. But um, things that you will see from us tonight, as long as the game's going the way that we need it to go, is we're going to try to throw the ball in early downs. Um, you know, we, we get into plus territory. That's when we're going to take some shots tonight. Uh, and I'm going to give Braden those opportunities because he's done a great job this week in practice and he understands, you know, what he needs to do to protect the football. And I told him it's, it's us or nobody. And if it's not there, throw that thing on the back of the end zone. If you need to. So I think you're going to see, uh, you know, us definitely do what we do with running the football. But like I said, don't, don't be, uh, you know, shocked a little bit here. If you see us slinging around a little bit more tonight than we have in the past few weeks. Real quick, I want to continue on something you just brought up a moment ago. Obviously, win most important, absolutely. But what do you think it would mean to Harrison Fowler to, to get some of those records for a guy that's been so influential in your program? You know, and, and something that I just want to talk about with this young man is, you know, the most humble young man I've probably ever coached in 19 years. As far as he's gone, I mean, he's dealt with so much adversity. He's had injuries, and, and he's, you know, not been 100%. And just the way the kid continues to, to work and fight and battle back and put himself in position to, to get himself out on the field, to have these opportunities to set these records, I'm probably the most proud about, just the person that he is. And, yeah, I, I think it's huge. You know, he deserves it. He's earned it. Uh, he's right there. I think I believe tonight the number's uh, 89 yards, and he'll be our all-time leading for sure. And so, you know, I'll be honest with you, um, I'd like to get it for him in the first half tonight and uh, and, and not look back for him. Um, you know, he's got a little little bit further to go with the touchdowns and the carries, but we're gonna we're not going to focus on that carry number 
as much as we'll focus probably on the yardage for him just because we want to make sure that we're managing the game well. And when it is time to throw the football tonight, we need to make sure that that happens. And he understands that. Coach Kiner joining us here on the pregame show. All right, just a couple more things before I let you go. We talked about at the start of this how fast this season has gone by. Pivoting towards you a little bit, what do you think some of the things you've maybe learned throughout the season as a play caller? And, and you know, the biggest thing is it's like you, you learn who you have to rely on, um, you know, in the big-time games. And, you know, is it going to be, you know, a lot of people want to see us because we say, you know, we're a multiple spread offense, which we are, and we do some things, but and I, I, we've really gotten really good formationally with running the football and some of our heavy sets that we've done. And that's one, been one of the biggest things that I've really enjoyed this year is, you know, really getting in into our two and three tight end type sets and just running downhill and saying, here we come, you know, and, and being able to, to man up up front and get it done. I mean, I, I, that just builds confidence in your guys and it builds confidence in me as a play caller. Um, I've also learned that I've got two totally different style of quarterbacks uh, and injuries matter throughout the course of the year. I mean, we've, we've gone in where, you know, the kid that's going to start for us tonight, Stum early on, would have had an opportunity back in the Versailles game when Colton Sankle was rolled to step in into some playing time and started in that game. He wasn't available, so I'm down to a kid that hadn't played quarterback since his freshman year. Uh, we played with two tailbacks in the Australia game that have never taken a varsity snap. I mean, it has been an injury roller coaster all year long, so I've really learned it. You know, you've got to make sure that you have all your guys prepared at all times to step in and play on Friday nights. And you kind of just got to roll the punches a little bit. You know, I mean, I can sit here and, and chuckle about it now because we're 0-0 and, and tonight's the most important game. But, you know, you look back and, and being 4-5 and five is, is not what I envisioned for this football team. And, and so uh, I've learned a lot about these guys and I've learned a lot about how to deal with adversity uh, and help them battle through it as well. So I feel like we've talked about this a lot on a lot of these interviews but your fans, the crowd, and they've been huge both at home and away games all season long. Now how do they ha uh, have to have an effect tonight on a playoff game? This is when we need them the most. You know, I, what I, I said in a shout-out video that we do every single week here through our school um, is, is tonight is the most important night that we need them because it's win or go home, and we need our crowd to be loud and proud. You know, you get, you get one opportunity right now in district play at least of being at home, and this could potentially be the last time that our stadium looks the way that it does it. You know, we got stadium renovations happening, um, you know, after this season, uh, beginning of next year. And so this is kind of a, a big, big time game for us for a lot of reasons. It's more sentimental than anything, you know, um, you know, especially for the guys that have been around the program since the inception back in 2006. And so this could be the opportunity to be the last time that you see, the, you know, this game played on natural grass. And so for us, it's something that, that I think is going to mean a lot to our community. And hopefully uh, we'll continue to show up and show out like, I, like we always do. All right, Coach, before I let you go, big game tonight against Palmyra. Anything else you'd like to say or add? Uh, you know, like I said, I, I just I hope everybody understands that man, we, we've been fighting our tails off and battling through a ton of injuries this year. And, um, you know, looking back at, at the at the regular season, like I said, it's it's not something that you're proud of to be sitting at four and five, especially after coming off the 10-1 campaign last year. And I think the expectations were just the same. But uh, we played some tough football teams. Our conference is tough. And, We've dealt and we've battled through injuries. And the thing that I want everybody out there listening to know is there's been no quit in our boys. You know, they've they've answered every challenge. My coaching staff has answered every challenge. We've stuck together. There's been no finger pointing. Um, and we've really worked things out. And I think tonight you're going to get to see, hopefully, us play some of our best football. All right, Coach. Well, as always, thank you so much for joining us here on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. Coach Kiner's ladies and gentlemen, 
Best of luck this evening. And Justin and I will be back in just a few moments to wrap up the pregame show. Don't go anywhere on the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions you've been listening to the hallsville indians pregame show on the exclusive home for indians football the show me sports network the excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising on the sideline as kickoff is just around the corner exclusive pregame coverage of hallsville indians football has been brought to you by avon with michelle carty boone county journal centurion cares eddie goodell society Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer, you're a parent, you're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for the Indians radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by... Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians radio network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. 
here we go. District playoff football between Hallsville and Palmyra, where for one of these two teams, there is no tomorrow. Their season comes to an end. And for the winner, on to Centralia next week, and their playoff hopes continue. Once again, thanks so much for joining us tonight on the Show Me Sports Network. Hope you were just with us for the pregame show. But if not, I hope you're having a great Friday night. Ben Schmidt here, along Justin Kraft, joining me in just a moment. He will have the call. The captains for both teams currently standing at the midfield logo. And just as I say that, the coin toss is made, and Palmyra will receive the football. Four captains out there for Hallsville, Landon Severs, Harrison Fowler, Garrison Ballard, and Jaden Walters. So the four of them jog back over towards the sideline. Hallsville donning the all-black jerseys tonight. A clean look for this playoff game. And it's going to be the Hallsville defense that's going to get the first chance to make their mark on this one heading in to this first game of the playoffs. About a minute to kick off. It's almost time to go. All right, Justin, take it away. All right, here we go. And welcome to Hallsville for this district Six Class 2A first round matchup between Palmyra and the Hallsville Indians. Palmyra will receive the kick to get things started here. Nippy night. Very chilly here in Hallsville, that's for sure. Fans are out though and they are ready for some playoff action, that's for sure. Palmyra looking to bounce back after that week one debacle and they did not come out ready to play at all against Hallsville came out flat Hallsville beat them 58 to 20 they would love to beat Hallsville here on the road for the first round of the class two district six first round of the playoffs well we certainly come a long way since that game in week one different quarterback for Hallsville different records for both teams and we need jackets this time I know you didn't bring one but I brought one because it's a whole <laughs> lot chillier than when these two teams met a month ago and I'm excited to see what's in store tonight. I think Braden Matheny in his second start as quarterback can take a step forward. We could potentially get to see some history with Harrison Fowler if he could get 89 rushing yards and break the school record. And it's all about to get underway, so it should be a lot of fun. Here we go. Kick about to be kicked off here. And we got action here in Hallsville. And there's the kick. That one, just a short kick, got back to about the 47-yard line. Great recovery there by Palmyra is where they will start with the football. For a sec there, it looked like that was a little pooch kick there by the kicker of Hallsville. Great recovery there by the special teams in Palmyra. And we will see what the offense can do. Well, really shows that Hallsville has a lot of faith in their defense pulling something like that out on the opening kickoff because now Palmyra, the Panthers, are essentially starting at midfield. So you've got to have trust in your defense. And now we'll see what Marty Smizer can do for Palmyra. Marty Smizer. Under center there, he fakes the handoff, and then he is dropped in the backfield. A swarm of Indians right away, right when he got the ball in his hands from the hike, from the get-go. swarm of Indians are right there to come up with the tackle. Well, I'll tell you what, Tyson Perigo read that play like a book. He shot through the gap in between the center and one of the guards and was easily in the backfield to make a play right there. I don't even know. I think that was supposed to be a handoff to Ashton Hankins, the running back, but I don't even think Smizer ever got out of his hand because the rush was there so quickly. So nicely done. Loss of a yard there on the play. And that's why you try that pooch onside kick because you know your defense is going to back you up if you don't recover. Now here we go, second and 11. Second and 11 here, Smizer under center. Smizer with it. He looks to hand it off. And again, he's able to hand it off there to Ashton Hankins. But again, a swarm of Indians in that pursuit of that front four of that defense gets right to him. Nothing again. And I don't even think got back to the line of scrimmage right there. He actually lost one so it's going to be third down and 12 
on their own 45. Well, if the Hallsville defensive line has a similar start that they had so far in these two plays throughout the rest of the game, it's going to be a long night for that Palmyra running game because they have just overpowered the offensive line of Palmyra. The five men up front there for the Panthers have had no luck. And especially now, Smizer once again on third and long going under center. That may cause us some trouble as the game goes on. Third down and 12, Palmyra with it. Smizer fakes the handoff. He tries to roll out left, and Hallsville is able to get to him there for the sack. And that was Tyson Perigo. What a sack there by him getting to Smizer. And a great job by the defense. And like you said, Ben, that defense was ready to go and couldn't ask for a better start defensively. Yeah, how about the first ser series for Tyson Perigo just because he makes the tackle in the backfield on the run on first down, then gets the sack right there. Smizer was able to avoid DJ Larkin off the edge there for a second, but then stepped up into the swarm of the defensive tackles for Hallsville. So excellent way to start on defense. Now it looks like Palmyra is going to punt, and it'll be Indians football. There's the snap there, and there's the punt. Punt, kind of a low-liner punt, but it's going to take a roll, take a Panthers roll to about the 20-yard line before it goes out of bounds is where Hallsville is going to start with the football and outtrots this offense in Brady Matheny, who's making his first ever playoff start. Yeah, I mean, back to that punt real quick. That certainly took a nice roll because you mentioned it was low and didn't go all that far, but once it landed, it kept rolling back near Hallsville's own end zone. So they're going to start from their own 20, 21, a long way to go, but if Matheny's playing like he was last week against what is – I mean, we'll just come out and say the worst defense than what Hallsville saw against California. We could be in store for uh, some good things out of this offense. And I definitely expect them to get Harrison Fowler working early. Heard it from Coach Kiners. They want to get those 89 rushing yards as fast as possible. For sure. Getting the play call in here is Matheny. Matheny in shotgun. He hands it off to Fowler, and Fowler is able to take it right up the middle, and he gets about three yards right there. So right away, just like you said, Ben, they are getting the ball to their Swiss Army knife, their sledgehammer in the backfield, and he is doing what he's been doing all season, and he's looking to you know pick up that 89 yards, you know have the school rushing yards record, and especially do more here tonight. Well, he can handle the workload too. 42 carries last week. I expect another lot of those. Another handoff by Matheny to Fowler, and there he goes, first down and more. Runs it right up the left side there. Nice blocking there by the offensive line, giving himself a hole there, and Fowler did the rest, picking up the first down. Yeah, it gets about 12 yards or so on the carry and moves the chains. There was great blocking off that right side of the line of scrimmage. He ran through a huge gap, and now empty shotgun formation for Matheny. So empty shotgun here for Matheny. Matheny looking right. Matheny is sacked. What a job by the defender right there to come on the outside, not even blocked. Rushed Matheny. Matheny was looking right. He wasn't able to check back to the left before he was sacked. And that's going to be about a loss of 10 after the sack. It's going to be second down to 19 don't know now what, for the Indians. Don't know what Matheny thought, saw there because it was clearly designed to go as a screen pass to Harrison Fowler. But he, for whatever reason, was afraid to pull the trigger and did not want to throw that pass. And then once once he held the ball too long, Ashton Hankins, who also doubles as Palmyra's running back, came off the edge and got an easy sack right there, and now it's second and long. Yeah, great sack. Great toughness there by Ashton. There's Matheny with the football. Matheny looking downfield. He throws it deep. He's got a wide receiver, and what a catch there by Aiden Lampkins deep down the field. What a job by Matheny stepping up in the pocket 
and he delivers the football deep to Aiden Lampkins. What a catch as he stretched out and laid out for that catch and hauls it in at the 35-yard line. Yeah, that's one of the best catches we've seen this season because Lampkins had to leave his feet just about 40 yards downfield, and Matheny put it on the money. That was an excellent decision right there because Lampkins was in one-on-one coverage, and way to come up big for your quarterback there. First chance you get to catch a pass. It was not easy. It was over his shoulder, but 40 yards later, Hulls was in business. What a throw right there by Matheny on second down and 19 to complete that to Lampkins. There's the handoff right there. He hands it off to Fowler. There goes Fowler. Fowler, 10, 5, goal line, touchdown, Hallsville. And what a start. And Harrison Fowler is already in the end zone for 6. Yeah, you can't ask for a much better start than that. Back-to-back plays of 30-plus yards, the 40-yard completion, then the 35-yard touchdown run. Fowler was given room off the right side of the line of scrimmage, bounced that thing outside, and there was no one on that defense that was going to run him down. He's already over a third of the way to the record here tonight. Looks like he's going to have some good things cooking and exactly what you need. How about that after the 9-yard loss? The new two plays to follow, that's exactly what you need for Hallsville. Yeah, great job by Hallsville there, especially on second down and 19 pass there by Matheny to Lampkins and then Fowler does the rest with the 35 yard touchdown to the house and there is a flag on the field right now Hallsville up six to nothing looking to add on and go for the two-point conversion here it looks like it was offside so Hallsville's now going to move even closer as we know Hallsville does not kick extra points they go for two and now to, with the workhorse you have in the backfield for Fowler to get the ball even one yard closer to the end zone, I mean, you could probably tell Palmyra where the ball is going to go right here, potentially right up the middle to Fowler. And when he needs just one yard in the size of this offensive line, you have to feel good about your chances. So out of the huddle, there's the snap. Matheny's got it, hands too it off easy. to Fowler. Too easy. Saw a hole. He broke through and gets the two-point conversion. So what a start for a Hallsville. They're now up 8-0 to zero with 7.27 left here in the first quarter. We're going to take a quick break here on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't go anywhere. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. And welcome back here on the Show Me Sports Network. I'm Justin Kraft alongside Ben Schmidt. And Hallsville is already up 8-0 with 7.27 left here in this first quarter of this Class 2 District 6 first round of the district playoffs here in Hallsville, Missouri. What a start for Hallsville. You couldn't ask for a better start offensively and especially Braden Matheny making the big-time throw deep down the field to Aiden Lampkins, who stretched out for that one, and then Harrison Fowler did the rest with the 35-yard touchdown to the house. And now Myra is going to start with the football after the kickoff there by Hallsville. They're going to get it about at the 42-yard line. So about the same spot they got it for the first drive. We will see what they can do 
with the football this time around, but that defense looks like they're ready to swarm to the football, that's for sure, Ben. Yeah, and I think that's why Hallsville feels good about this little pooch onside thing that they've tried. Once again, good field position for the Panthers on 42, but Hallsville feels they can stop him. Smizer under the gun here. Smizer tries to hand it off there, and there's nothing at all right there as he hands it off to Hankins, but Hankins only able to pick up about one yard again that front four they are pushing that offensive line and that offensive line is not moving forward they're moving backwards and hankins has just got no pursuit no rushing yeah it's uh, i mean that's area to maneuver yeah that's that's the best way to put it he's Uh getting the ball and by the time he looks up from putting that thing in his chest there's two different guys in hallsville helmets and uniforms waiting for him so it's gonna be tough uh, Palmyra one runs the offense with their QB under center and two men in the backfield, but hasn't worked so far, not creating any confusion. Ball's dropped. And a fumble snap right there by Smizer. So on second down and nine on their own 43-yard line, it looked like Smizer just kind of lost the football trying to get it from his center underneath as he tried to get the football and pull it back and possibly run the football or maybe even throw it right there. Couldn't even get the play going as he just had to fall on the football and luckily able to recover that. Yeah, That could have been bad. Very lucky right there because it was very close to having Hallsville taking over, already up 8 to nothing in plus territory. Smyzer able to fall on it, but you don't get any yards right there. You actually move back a yard, so it's 3rd and 10, and things are not going well for Palmyra right now. They're going to have to call a timeout before this 3rd down play. While they do that before... We see what they call out to try and move the change for the first time. I want to go back to the offense because we had the two big plays, the 40-yard completion to Aiden Lampkins, then the 35-yard touchdown run by Harrison Fowler. And we don't have the, the stat sheet with us. We don't have the live stats. But just doing some very quick math in my head, Fowler should be about 52 rushing yards away from breaking that school record, 52 yards from tying it, I believe. Either 52 from tying it or taking the lead by one. Regardless, we'll kind of update that as the game goes on. It's certainly a significant milestone for Fowler. And if it's going to go anything like the first drive, they're certainly going to feed him the rest of the night. Got to get a stop here first, though. For sure. Be third down and 10. Actually, it's less than 52 because I didn't counter in the 12-yard <laughs> rush. It was closer to 40. You see the quick math I'm having to do uh-huh. in my head when we don't have live stats yep. in front of us? So he's actually closer to 40 yards. I think I think we'll know when he breaks it because there should be hopefully some recognition for that. But back to oh, the defense, yeah. out of the huddle. We will, that's for sure. Third down and 10 here for Palmyra on their own 42s. Smizer rolls out to the left. Smizer pump fakes. He looks down the field, and it's actually caught. He throws it to his wide receiver, able to make the catch, but he's going to be about two yards short. What a throw there by Smizer as a Hallsville defender was in his face, but not able to pick up the first down was the Palmyra receiver there. It's going to be fourth down and one, and Palmyra's going to keep their offense out here on the field. I don't blame them, especially... You know, you don't want to go down two scores on the road with the way the Hallsville Indians offense has been clicking so far. Fourth down and one here. Smizer under center. Smizer takes a quarterback option right up the middle, and he's able to get the first down based off the marker there by the referees and yes he will have the first down yeah he needed one yard and he got two just taking it right up the middle behind his offensive line going back to the third and ten play that was nice because Smizer rolled out to the far side of the field as a right-handed quarterback rolling out to his left and then put it right on the money to his guy Ethan Red 
the junior with his first catch of the night and Red, a guy who had two touchdowns versus Halls on week one. So in a not great offensive performance for the Panthers, Red stepped up. Look for them to target him tonight as they already have for their first catch, now moving the chains into Hallsville territory. Well needed first down there for the Panthers to keep the drive going. Hand off from Smizer to the outside there and then he gets lit up by one of the defenders and the Indians. What a hit right there, able to get to him on the little carry there to Richie as he tried to bounce it to the outside and there was just nothing there as he got the handoff from Smizer. Now it's going to be second down and 10. What pursuit again by this Hallsville Indians defense wrapping up and getting to the ball carrier. Yeah, first carry for Richie tonight and he certainly took the brunt of that hit right there and doesn't gain anything. Second and 10. Second down and 10. Myra with it on Hallsville's 47. And their ball is out. Smizer drops it, fumble, recovered, and Hallsville's going to take it to the house. So what a job there by Garrison Ballard to scoop and score and take it to the house after Landon Seavers came around on the outside, got to Smizer. Smizer didn't see him coming, and... Seavers knocks out the football and then Baller scoops and scores and does the rest and takes it to the house and what a start and just coming out of the locker room we're not even through the first quarter and this defense is full of energy and they are swarming to the football and what a score there defensively yeah how about that I'm not sure how many times Garrison Ballard has come into the yard expecting to leave with a touchdown but he's got one right there once he picked that thing up about the 50 there was no one in front of him and there's the handoff there from Matheny to Fowler and Fowler does the rest so he gets the two-point conversion after the scoop and score defensively by Garrison Ballard the senior making his presence felt here in the playoffs and Hallsville now up 16-0 with 3.51 left in the first quarter. You need your upperclassmen to really step up and dictate the tone and really help carry your team to success, and that's what Hallsville is doing so far. Absolutely. For a defense that struggled the last two weeks, gave up 55 and 41 in their last two, to have the start the way they have, forcing a three out, and then forcing a fumble recovery for a touchdown, Ballard running it in for six, 16-0, got to be feeling incredible right now. Keep the foot on the gas as here comes the defense out once again. 16-0, 3.51 left here in the first quarter. Hallsville now kicking off again after the scoop and score defensively by Garrison Ballard. And, ooh, I, Palmyra. Hallsville might have recovered Returner this kickoff. Had the football and was nope. going down and got hammered, but looks like he is all right. So another pooch kick again by the Indians. And they're going to start with the football. Is Palmyra at around the 46-yard line. Well, yeah, like you said, that was a big hit right there by the mm -hmm. returner of Palmyra. Palmyra is going to start with third time, third good field position. Hallsville obviously doesn't care. And now there's a flag dropped after a long discussion by the refs. This may be on the hits. We'll see. Yeah, they're discussing it, was a, it, was it right now. It was a big now. hit. You, you kind of went ooh, and all the crowd <laughs> yeah. went ooh. So it was. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad the Palmyra returner is a-okay -okay yeah. and was able to recover that and get up and walk off the field into the sidelines. And 
he didn't get hurt there on that recovery. And so it is going to be a personal foul after the hit. That's big, there. 15 free yards for Palmyra. Maybe even more than that. No, yeah, 15 yards. They're going to start inside the Hallsville 40. So well-needed starting field position here for Palmyra's third drive of the night so far early here in this first quarter. Smizer hands it off right there to Hankins, and Hankins again not able to find anything and only is able to pick up about one yard. So again, the rushing attack of the Panthers has been very stagnant and nothing has been brewing for the Panthers running the football early. Yeah, Hallsville's defensive line, outside of really just one play where Smizer scrambled around and completed a pass, has dominated up front, and if that continues, it's going to be a long night for this Panthers offense. They're going to have to start moving this ball in some chunks. Can't keep having these first second down runs that pick up one or even zero yards. Now second down and 10. Palmyra with the football on Hallsville's 38 after the 15-yard penalty on the kickoff. Smizer fumbles the snap again, and then he is sacked in the backfield and gets to him right away. Tyson Perigo again with the big-time tackle in the backfield after Smizer fumbles the football. And that's going to be a loss of four, and now it's going to be a third down and 14 for the Panthers. Well, how about that? Tyson Perigo, through now his third defensive drive, has a tackle for a loss and two sacks. He's been a monster so far in this game up the middle on the defensive line. And so, I mean, really, most of the guys here for Hallsville have been monsters early on the defensive line, but especially Perigo. And now third and 10, you can guess Hallsville's going to pin their ears back. Third and 14, actually. Third down and 14. Palmyra with the football on Hallsville's 42. Smizer's looking deep down the field. Smizer throws it. Got a wide receiver in the area of the throw in the middle of the field. Not able to come up with it. Great defense there by Hallsville. They break it up, and that's going to be incomplete. So now it's going to be a fourth down and 14. And let's see what Palmyra does here on fourth down and 14. Already down 16 to 0 with 2.12 left here in the first quarter. And it looks like they're going to bring out the special teams and they're going to punt this football away. Well, a nice knockdown there from the safety position for Hallsville. Looked like Smizer. I think he was going for red deep downfield right there. But multiple men in black jerseys converted to knock that one to the ground. And there's the punt there by the punter of the Panthers. Another nice place punt down the sideline. And it's just going to be inside the 20-yard line, about the 18-yard line, is where the Hallsville Indians offense is going to go back to work. And it's weird to think Hallsville's already got 16 points up on the board, and they've only been out on the field once. I mean, that's what you get when you have the defensive performers that Hallsville's put on so far. Two punch forced and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. This is exactly what the game Hallsville wants to play. Play with the lead, turn around and give it to Harrison Fowler, who knows? I mean, he could break that record on this drive. For sure, their defense is on the prowl here tonight, and they are playing exceptionally well. There's the handoff from Matheny to Fowler. Fowler bounces it to the outside, first down and more, and he is just inching closer to that record, Ben. Well, this drive starting from their own 18 with Fowler needing about 40 yards, uh, give or take a couple to break that record, and as this one's going to move upfield and may actually not move upfield because there is a flag on the field, usually an area of holding. So for a second there, it looked like Fowler 
that picked up 10 or plus yards, but it looks like it's going to be gated. It is, so Halsell's defense going to have to back up. Excuse me, Halsell's offense going to have to back up. So it's going to be a holding penalty on the offense on Hallsville. So the run is negated there. After Harrison Fowler did pick up the first down, they're going to move it back. So it's going to be about a first down and 13. First down and 13 on their own 19 with a minute 59 left here in the first quarter. Hallsville is up 16 to 0. Well, now first and 13. Three wide receivers, actually four wide receivers in on the play. I still bet they run the football here with Fowler. We'll see. Here comes the snap. Matheny in the shotgun. Matheny with it. He hands it off to Fowler. Fowler breaks the tackle, breaks another, but he's only able to pick up about two yards right there. Good pursuit by that front four of the Palmyra Panthers, able to come up with Fowler. And so so far, they have not been able to get to Fowler and take him down, but right there, they had every defender on the back of Harrison Fowler taking him down. Yes, they did, and good work by him just to get back to the little original line of scrimmage. You can work with second and ten based on the holding call that started the drive and keep chopping away right here once again. Now a much more jumbo package, I would guess, will run off the right side of the line of scrimmage right here. Here comes the snap. Matheny with it. Matheny fits it to Fowler. Matheny looking down the field. Swarm of Panthers all around him. And smart by Matheny just to throw it away. And so it's going to be a third down and 10 as Matheny throws that pass to the sidelines. Incomplete. Smart by him because there is a lot of Panthers in the area. And they were swarming to try and take him down for the sack. Well, I'll tell you what, I got nervous there for Matheny for a moment because he had backed up all the way up down inside his own five-yard line. There were four dudes from Palmyra in his face. I don't know how he got out of that for a second, so good athleticism by him just to get away. And then the, another thing, too, right there, to have the knowledge that he needs to get it beyond the line of scrimmage out of bounds. So good heads-up play right there. Now third and ten, probably a pass coming. Third down and ten for the Indians on their own 18. Hands it off to Fowler here. Fowler is able to pick up about three or four yards there on the third down carry but that's going to bring up a fourth down and what a stop by the palmyra panthers defense well needed especially on the road here in the first round of district playoffs down 16 to zero yeah, against a very explosive hallsville offense looks like uh, hallsville is now going to punt here as harrison fowler will be the one to so harrison away. fowler can do it all pretty much Punts it away there, and a nice punt there by Harrison Fowler. That one's going to roll just inside the 40 as he punt that one from the 19-yard line to the 38-yard line is where the Palmyra Panthers are going to take over the football with 32 seconds left here in the first quarter. Well, just when I thought I had Coach Conyers' play calling figured out after a season of doing games, second down, <laughs> I expected a run coming, and they play action, and nothing came of it. Then, then third down, I was thinking pass play, got to go for the six, and they try and run the ball. So, uh, Yeah, he's man, got a whole I've, other play sheet for the playoffs. I've, I've got a long <laughs> way to go until I reach Romo status. Uh-huh. 16-0 here. Hallsville up. Smizer gets the snap. Smizer takes it. Quarterback option there right up the middle. And they finally are able to pick up some positive yardage right there. Smizer able to pick up six yards. It's going to make it second down and four for the Panthers. Well, looks like this is going to end the quarter. But a nice run there to start the drive by, Smi by Smizer. And as this quarter concludes, as much as it feels like Hallsville has dominated this game so far, a scoring drive right here cuts this lead in half and makes it a brand new ball game. And 
If they can start picking up chunks like that, six yards at a time, you can totally live with that. Hopefully, Palmyra, for their offense's sake, can start to do a little bit more of that. Obviously, we're rooting for Hallsville's defense to shut them down. For sure. After one, 16 to nothing. Hallsville on top here in Hallsville. Hallsville has gained all the momentum, and they have dictated this game through a quarter. We will be back here on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't go anywhere. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we could teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense and welcome back here on the show me sports network Hallsville up 16 to 0 as we start this second quarter here of the first round of the district six playoffs well i went a little long with one extra commercial but all you missed was a uh, a good play for Hallsville. lost a three on the second and four play and Smizer got dropped in the backfield. So now third and seven, another chance to get a stop and put the offense back on the sideline for Palmyra and bring back out Matheny and the rest of the Hallsville offense. Third down and seven here for the Panthers. They need to convert to keep the drive going. Smizer with it. Smizer rolling out to the right. Smizer looks down the field, had a wide receiver open, but not able to come down with the catch. Goes off his hands incomplete. So it's going to be fourth down and seven. What a stop again by the Hallsville Indians defense. Well, that's big because it looked like he was going for his tight end, Brett Tudor, on the far sideline. It had him right at the sticks, but it was a little bit high. Certainly a catchable ball, but just a little bit high. He goes off of Tudor's hands and out of bounds, and that's the difference between moving the chains and punting the football away. That's the, those are the type of plays that Palmyra is going to have to start converting if they want to have any chance to start to get into this lead a little bit that Hallsville currently has. For sure. Here comes the special teams unit back out on the field for Palmyra. They're going to punt this football away. There's the punt there by the punter. That's a low liner. It's going to take a bounce, though. Man, did he appreciate that bounce because that kick did not have much. Looks like Halsell is going to start just inside their own 35. It's not the worst starting field position, and I'm sure they would like to shake off that punt and get right back to doing what they do best, running the football right here. For sure. So after the punt there by the Palmyra Panthers, they boot it to about the 33-yard line is where the Indians are going to start with the football up 16-0 with 11.08 here in the second quarter. There's the snap there. Matheny hands it off to Fowler. Fowler bouncing to the outside there and then he cuts back inside and he's able to pick up about six or seven yards there on first down nice little pitch to the outside there from Matheny to Fowler and able to pick up nine yards so second down and one 
Yeah, I would expect them to continue to pound the rock until Palmyra starts to show that they can stop it. Maybe you keep on doing it, and then eventually some point in the shive, you fake it in and out of his stomach and launch one behind the defense. Expect a run here, though. Second down and one. Matheny with it. Matheny hands it off to Fowler. There he goes first down and more. Yeah, nice run right there just off the left side of the line of scrimmage, and good blocking allows Fowler there to get up near the 50-yard line, and already on this drive alone, Fowler is just right about 15 yards rushing so creeping closer and closer to that 89 yards yeah the yards mark I feel like I did as a Vikings fan when AP was about to break <laughs> the record and they showed the the stat tracker after a little every carry I'm excited for Harrison I mean he's for a little he never met me and met me in his life and I'm up here rooting for him to break this record so it's it's exciting up here it is very exciting that's for sure he has had a very impressive season and he has played exceptionally well throughout but what a throw there by Matheny to Isaac Stenson. And what a catch there on the little slant route to the middle there. He picks up the first down and more. And Isaac Stenson did it last week. And Matheny had the connection. And they stuck together like glue last week. And they're doing it again here early. Well, nice play right there. Ball was snapped at about their own 48 and get all the way inside the 30-yard line. Gain of about 24 yards to Stenson. So the handoff there from Matheny. There goes Fowler, breaks it to the outside. First down and more. Fowler inside the 10. Going to be brought down at about the 8 or 7-yard line, just inside the 10-yard line. And Hallsville is in business there in the red zone. What a little play design there. And Harrison Fowler does the rest, bouncing it to the left side, to the outside there. And it took, I mean, Fowler dragged the Palmyra defender about the final five yards of that run right there. So that was a really nice run by the senior running back. Picks up uh, about 21 yards there on the play. And I believe if they were to just give it to him and get the final seven yards here and punch this thing in, I believe the seven would be enough to put him over the 89-yard mark here on the game as we only are two or three minutes into the second quarter. For sure. 9.44 left here in the second quarter. 16-0 Hallsville. Hallsville again looking to punch in another touchdown. Put another six up on the board. And I know this game isn't over. We're still in the second quarter. But the way Hallsville's putting up points, Palmyra better start figuring something out offensively or this is going to be a blowout. Well, back out of the huddle right now, Palmyra just needed to catch a breather on the defensive side of the football. I'm sure they understand over there how important it is to keep this at a two-score game, but they've got a long way to go to do that. And now looking like Halls is going to set up in the pistol formation with a whole lot of men to block near the line of scrimmage. First and goal at the seven-yard line for Hallsville. Here comes the snap. Matheny hands it off to Fowler. Fowler takes it right up the middle. He saw the hole. He exploited it. And he almost got in, Ben. Yeah, that was a nice run right there. Ran through a couple tacklers and gets inside the five-yard line. And now it gets real close to the end zone. I, I would think you have to keep feeding him the ball right here, right? I mean, second and goal from the two-yard line. Just oh, yeah. Five. You got to feed him. When he's hungry, feed him. And there he goes right up the middle. Not even touched. Harrison Fowler again. Punches it in. Touchdown, Indians. Yeah, that was just too easy. As you mentioned, not even touched. Fowler could have ran for yards and yards until someone would have put a hand <laughs> on there on that play. And an excellent start to this football game. Now into the 20-point mark. And second touchdown of the game for Fowler. Excellent start to this playoff game for him. And we think right around that record-breaking number. For sure. Now 22-0 Hallsville here as they're going to go for two. There's the snap. Matheny's got it. He hands it off to Fowler. He does the rest. 
and Fowler's in. That's two-point conversion by the Indians, and Fowler able to bounce that one in. And that one, again, looked like they got a finger or two on him, but that one was easy again for two there for Harrison Fowler. Now 24-0 Indians on top of Palmyra. Yeah, I mean, it's it's right now the way the offensive line is blocking up front for Hallsville. They can continue to just tell Palmyra they're running the football, and it, it, they've continued to create lanes and holes for Fowler. And what an excellent start for this offense. I'm sure as Cole Nichols, the quarterback we expect to return next week, is sitting there on the sideline. This is probably making him eager to get back out there the way he sees this offense moving. For sure. They are playing at a very high level, and they are producing points in a hurry. And we're not even halfway through the second quarter with 9.15 left. And Hallsville is up 24-0 to zero on Palmyra. And Harrison Fowler is loving the way he is being fed here tonight by Matheny. And I don't know what he eats in the morning for breakfast, lunch, Wheaties. or maybe even dinner. But, yeah, I, I want some of that because he always performs. Here comes the defense again. Hopefully they can keep that big old goose egg up on the scoreboard. And there's the kick there. Palmyra returner looking for a running lane there. Kind of looked like a deer lost in the headlights of that kick. That's one way to put it. <laughs> he didn't have much of a lane to run and was bouncing around at about the 25-yard line and then just stepped out of bounds because he just saw a whole swarm of Hallsville defenders there on the special teams unit getting after him in a hurry and so now it's going to be a first down and 10 at the 25 yard line with 909 left here in the second quarter and if you're Palmyra's offense you need a touchdown you need some sort of points up on the scoreboard to kind of keep yourself in this game there's the snap there Smizer rolls out to the right Smizer comes back to the left Smizer decides to take it himself but then he gets met by a swarm of four Hallsville defenders there and ooh, I'm glad he got down because he got sandwiched that's for sure he did good on Smizer there just to buy himself some time and eventually step up in the pocket he's only going to get about two yards on the carry as that looked to be an uh, attempt there to try and push the ball deep down the field just no one got open good coverage there in the secondary by Hallsville yeah great job there by the defense again finding a way to get to Smizer Smizer has not been able to get anything going with his legs or through the air. This offense for the Panthers has been very stagnant. Now second down and eight. Smizer hands it off to Hankins. And again, the pursuit of this wall. They do not have a brick loose or a hole gaping in that wall because Palmyra has not been able to smash into it. That's for sure. Maybe even a lost yard on that run, moving backwards. That's what's been hurting Palmyra so badly so far. Is first down, they're not getting a ton. Sometimes on second down, they're even losing a couple of yards. And now 39, obvious passing situation. The one receiver we've seen consistently be able to create some separation for Palmyra has been Ethan Red. And it looks like they're going to motion Richie out of the backfield out into run routes too. But look for Smizer to target Red here. Third down and nine after the loss of one on the carry there by Hankins. Smizer rolls out. Smizer looking. He goes back to the right. And then he is sacked. I think that was Kale Nichols who got in there to eventually make the tackle. Smizer was running for his life. Then eventually tracked down. And for what now the fourth time in five possessions. Looks like Palmyra is going to punt. Kale Nichols with the sack and again this defense all over Smizer he is running around for his life 
and Hallsville is just all over him. There's just not enough time for Smizer in the pocket or especially to get out and do anything for the Panthers offensively. There's the punt there, and again, the punter gets a little favorable bounce. Man, he doesn't got much sauce in his kick, but he gets a favorable hits, bounce. Hits, hits it on a line, and <laughs> he's doing all that they're asking him to. Halls are going to start at their own 39-yard line, and once again, I'd expect them to go to Fowler here early. For sure. Doesn't take a whole lot for me to predict something like that. Sometimes I, oh, as, as color, I'll call, call out some stuff that I think is going to happen. It does not take a whole lot for me to say, hey, I think maybe the best rusher in school history is going to get a carry right here on first and 10 up big. Mm-hmm. Just, not, a, just not, a hunch. Not very shocking, that's for sure, especially the way he has been performing all season and especially here so far in the playoffs. Looks like Fowler's going to take the snap. Fowler with it goes right up the middle, and the first time tonight the Panthers able to get to Fowler and bring him down, got their claws on him right there. Claws were out on that tackle there for the Panthers, and they're able to swing him down. The first time tonight they've been able to get to Fowler as he loses one yard. Well, I don't think Fowler got to the 89 yards on the last drive, but he was really close, so that might have been an effort just to do it. Just wait, based on how excited Coach Codney was for him, the potential to do that, I would guess that when it does happen, there will be some slight recognition, although I don't know. Who knows? Second down 11 here for the Indians. 6.20 left here in the second quarter. Hallsville up 24-0. Matheny fakes it to Fowler. Matheny rolls out to left, and then Matheny loses his footing as he tried to look downfield and try and create with his feet. And so that's going to be a loss of about say 15 to 20 if I had to make an estimate yeah I mean for Matheny right there I think as a, as a younger quarterback he stepped back in the pocket and I totally get what he was trying to do trying to use his legs to go back and then around the defensive lineman that's just probably one as you get more snaps under your belt and starts you learn to step up in the pocket right there uh, but I totally understand what Matheny was doing it just didn't work out his way he lost his footing and fell down but it is big because like you said it loses about 15 yards now Hallsville calling a timeout to discuss things over don't know how aggressive they'll be and now what is a third and 27 we saw them on second and 19 early pull a 40 yard play out of the bag so maybe they'll have something else right here but I wouldn't be surprised like we were saying earlier with Justin Connors you know play out playoff uh, play calling sheet that he's got you know in his back pocket that's been all you know filled out just for the playoffs and ready to go well he immediately as soon as Matheny went down right there ran down to the referee to call a timeout and just the first one Halsell using was six minutes ago in the first half can't afford to do that right here you can afford to do that right here excuse me and we'll see what they decide to come up with I I wouldn't be shocked if they just try and cut this thing in half and, and, and run the football and We'll see, though. They're at least showing like they're going to go for it with a deep pass because there's three wide receivers all lined up on the right side of Matheny. So third down and 27 after the loss of 15 yards there by Matheny, losing his footing there, scrambling around in the pocket and just fell down to the ground. Matheny fakes it to Fowler. Matheny looks deep, middle of the field, caught by Xavier Stenson. What a catch there, but not able to pick up the first down, but that picks up a big chunk of the yardage there on third down and a 27 makes it about a fourth down and five yeah how about that xavier stinch just sneaking out right up the seam we've seen him in as a blocker for most of the game but he just took off right up the middle of the field and on that play you're thinking to make it more manageable <laughs> i don't think they were expecting to get 24 yards on that play and now a very real shot here to go for it and pick it up a lot of trickery right there 
by the play calling of Justin Conyers and that worked. There's the handoff from Matheny to Fowler. Fowler gets the first down and more, 40-35, and then they're able to take him down at about the 33-yard line. What a carry by Harrison Fowler. He broke through that non-existent wall of that front four of the Palmyra Panthers, and he was off to the races. Yeah, you got it right there. I mean, there was no one that was touching him within five yards line of scrimmage. Now I'm for sure. Congratulations to Harrison Fowler, now the leading rusher in Hallsville program history. So congrats to him, the senior running back, and more good things to come, we hope, as this playoffs continue. And now put that in the rearview mirror and just continue to play on this lead with 440 to go in the half. For sure. Congrats to him and well-deserved. There's the snap there. Matheny has it. Matheny faked it to Fowler there. Matheny rolls out. Matheny looking down the field. Got a wide receiver and comes up with a catch. What pocket presence there by Matheny to get it to Aiden Lampkins. And Lampkins able to make the reception. Great catch by him along that far side of the sideline. Able to pick up the first down. A great pocket presence by Matheny. And then able to escape the pocket. Make a nice throw. Deliver it to his wide receiver in Lampkins. Yeah, Lampkin's having a nice game so far, his second catch, and he's now close to 50 yards on the day receiving, and Matheny just buying some time, able to deliver a strong throw right there. He looks good. Hallsville on the drive again. They are all in drive and no break. And there's the handoff there from Matheny to Fowler, and again, Fowler picks up about nine yards on first down and 10, just outside the 20-yard line on the 21. And with that... First down, Carey's going to bring up about a second down and one, or second down and two. Hallsville, I'm sure, not the main priority, but wouldn't hurt to drain some more time off this clock to try and get this thing as close to the half before they do eventually try and punch it in. Hallsville, too, gets the bottles with the second half and could be up big. Second down and two inside the red zone here on the 13-yard line for the Indians. They're able to pick up the first down there, and Harrison Fowler again. Yeah, gets about four yards right there, fell forward with the contact. Now first and four, first and goal to go for Hallsville. Clock continues to wind. Can't ask for much better circumstances for the Indians and what they've got right now. First down and goal, 3.23 left here in the second quarter. Hallsville already up 24-0, looking to put more points on the scoreboard. First down and goal. Here comes the play call from Justin Conyers into Matheny. Matheny checking at the line. Matheny in the shotgun. Matheny has it. Matheny hands it off to Fowler. He bounces it up that right side. And Harrison Fowler able to pick up about two yards there on that first down and goal carry. Good stop there on the outside by the Panthers. The yeah. defense and able to come up with the tackle. Yeah, not a whole lot of room to work through there for Fowler on that essentially read option. I, th I would assume Athena had the option to pull it if he wanted to, but Palmyra, especially the edge of their defensive line, played that thing well and holds Fowler to one of his worst runs of the night, just picking up a yard. So second down and goal. Hallsville looking to put more points up on the scoreboard. There's the handoff from Athena to Fowler. Fowler takes it up that left side and he almost bounced it in. Again, he wants to be fed with he another touchdown, and he was close. Yeah, I mean, that was that was one tackle away from him getting in for his third touchdown of the first half, and what would be his 17th total on the season. Crazy to say that number one to consider. He didn't even start the season healthy. He missed some time. So now three yards to go to punch this thing in, and I don't think it would be a stretch to say we see two straight runs, and if you don't get it in, more power to Palmyra, but... I'm sure Hallsville's going to say, here it is, try and stop us. I wouldn't put money on it if they don't run the football right here. 
Third down and goal on the three-yard line of Palmyra's. Let's see what the Indians decide to pull out of that hat of trickery offensively. With a minute 46 left here in the second quarter, there's the handoff from Matheny to Fowler. And Fowler gets to about the goal line. Was he able to stretch over? Looks like he was short. Referee on the far side running in with his hand up, marking the football. And whoo. Tell you what, Hosel, he, he's these, just barely short, Ben. They need about a half a yard. I don't know who it was for Palmeyer that made the tackle. Couldn't necessarily see the number, but they made one heck of a job because Fowler really got about the first yard and a half of that carry before he was hit, and nice tackle right there, fourth and goal now. You almost need a measuring stick to spot that football there. Fourth down and goal. Hand off from Matheny to Fowler, and he's able to get it. Touchdown, Harrison Fowler again. Well, Harrison Fowler is just... A force to be reckoned with, and he cannot be stopped right now. Ben, I think he is eating Wheaties. And, hey, you remember the good old uh, Popeye's little cartoon that we used to watch when we were kids. If we had to think of Harrison Fowler as a cartoon character, he would definitely be that because he is just a force to be reckoned with, and he's a guy I do not want to mess with if I was that Popeye defense. Nice play in the two-point conversion. A handoff to Xavier Stinson. Who would have thought the tight end getting a carry? And a little bit of trickery right there makes this a 32-0 ball game. Back to the touchdown there for Fowler from a yard out. He had to do a lot of the dirty work right there. There were three or four guys that met him at the line of scrimmage. And smart football there because Hallsville's offensive line converged next to Fowler and maybe gave him a little bit of the last-second boost he needed across the goal line. And how about that? Three rushing touchdowns in one half for Harrison Fowler. Got to feel really good about that and it's 32 nothing with a minute to play before we head to the locker room for sure Harrison Fowler is cooking this offense is cooking this defense is cooking you couldn't ask for anything more if you're Justin Connors both sides of the ball playing exceptionally well all phases they have capitalized here in the first round of the district six playoffs and you couldn't ask for a better start now 32 to 0, a minute 07 left here in the second quarter. Harrison Fowler's already got three rushing touchdowns. A little trickery there. And Stinson goes in with the two-point conversion to cap that one off. And it has just been all Hallsville. And they have put up all kinds of points. 38 to 0 on Palmyra. And there's the kick there. The Palmyra returner. Taking it upfield, able to get a couple yards. Was not a deer in headlights right there. He knew what to do with it right there as he picks up a couple yards. Yeah, nice return right there. Don't know how aggressive Palmyra is going to be with a minute to go and just one timeout and half an ago, nearly 80 yards. But decent return based on where he fielded that football and now going to start at their own 23. So the Panthers will start with the football on their own 23-yard line. Down 32-0 to zero here in the second quarter with a minute left here before halftime. Palmyra needs something to stop the bleeding. It has been all Hallsville and they have been playing especially well both sides of the football in front of their home fans here tonight and they are loving it especially keeping warm as well. Well first down pass incomplete. Smizer tried to run around and buy himself some time 
and then eventually just had to check that, chuck that one over the head and out of bounds. Looked like he was going for Alex Kendrick there on the play, but really no room to work with near the sideline. Smizer airmails his wide receiver right there. So second down and 10, 55 seconds left here in the second quarter. Palmyra needs to find something. I'd be, I'd be careful right here if I'm Palmyra because the last thing you would want to do is make a mistake here and give Hallsville a chance for one more score late in the first half. Second down and 10, Palmyra with its miser takes it up the middle and there is just not much room to work with as he tries to keep it there and go up the middle. And again, the pursuit of the Hallsville gonna, defense gets to him. They're going to call a timeout too and try and get this football back. I mean, 41 seconds going, how well the offense has moved. If you get one more stop here and call your third timeout, I mean, chance for Hallsville to add some more points on the board. Mm -hmm. So now, now, you, now you really make Palmyra make a choice right here. And I would guess that that choice is probably run the football, not get the first down and force Hallsville to use their final timeout rather than try and throw for it and risk a turnover or stopping the clock. But I like the decision here to be aggressive above Hallsville and try and steal one more possession this half. I do too. They're already up 32-0, to zero, but they want to keep putting more points up on the scoreboard and keep playing the way they've been playing so far through about a half with 41 seconds left here in the second quarter, up 32-0. to zero. Let's see what Palmyra has in store with this third down and nine on their own 24-yard line. Well, back out of the huddle, like I said, I would guess that they probably turn and hand this ball off or Smizer keeps it himself. They saw it on the first down play. There was really good blanket coverage by the Hallsville secondary, although shotgun formation and Smizer's all alone, so maybe some aggression right here by the Panthers. There's the snap. Smizer with it. He rolls out to the left. Smizer looking. He throws back across his body incomplete, trying to get it to his wide receiver in the middle of the field. Well, That's just a tough throw. Yeah, it was a tough throw, but he had Ethan right at about his own 35. Would have been a first down, and it goes off Red's hands. Hard to see from where we're sitting whether that should have been uh, an easy catch there for Red because he did have to slide down to the ground to get it. But now stops the clock. Halls will save the timeout, and they're going to get the ball back on the punt. Gage Harbison's back to receive, so we may see Halls will try and run one back for the first time all night. But how explosive the Indians' offense is, they certainly could go score in 35 seconds. They especially could. 35 seconds is like 10 seconds to them. There's the punt there by the punter. And going to let it bounce is the returner for Hallsville. Then he picks it up. So actually, just dead, on dead ball spot where he picked it up. So Hallsville will start with the football in good field position. They do have 26 seconds. So depending on what Coach Conyers has and that magic hat of his, to call some plays here down the stretch. Wouldn't be surprised if Hallsville's able to punch this in with 26 seconds the way they've been able to punch in touchdowns their last two drives. Well, starting this one from their own 45, and just the last two games, we've seen Matheny been able to push the ball downfield. He has 40-yard completions, throwing the ball deep to Lampkins twice now in two games, along with another one is Stinson last week. So we could see him unload that arm and also a timeout in their back pocket. 26 seconds to work with, only need 55 yards. 26 seconds, Hallsville up 32-0. to zero. There's the fake handoff to Harrison Fowler. Matheny with it. Matheny rolls out to the right. Matheny looking, decides to keep it, and he goes out of bounds. So Matheny only able to pick up about three yards there, and he was trying to find a wide receiver deep down the field, just didn't have anything. 
Ran off about nine seconds there, so only yeah. 17 seconds left here. Yeah, that was excellent coverage by Palmyra. Matheny bought all the time in the world right there, but just no one downfield. Essentially, all ran goes, able to get open. Good by Matheny to realize to get out of bounds and save that timeout. But most importantly, like you just mentioned, nine seconds come off the clock. You essentially take away a third of what you had to work with on this drive. And now you, you really need, at the very least on this play, completion to pick up half of the 50-plus yards that you need. So 17 seconds left here in the second quarter. 32, nothing, Hallsville. There's the snap. Matheny with it, fakes it to Fowler. Matheny looking. He's looking around. He throws it deep down the field. And there's going to be a penalty flag in the area of the wide receiver. Tried to lay out and make that catch. Well, he was going for Lampkins deep downfield, and the cornerback, Aaron Ritchie, just did not let him make a play on that football. And even better there, it's going to move it even better than the completion because it stops the clock. It's going to move it all the way to the 20. Yep, pass interference on Richie. And although I am incorrect, it's not like the NFL rule. It's just going to be a short movement of the ball upfield, I believe. So it is a pass interference call on the Palmyra Panthers as Matheny was looking around deep down the field, moving around in the pocket, and he saw Lampkins wide open and... I don't blame Richie. If yeah. Lampkins would have got away right there, he would have gone to the house for six because he got by him in a hurry. You can afford that because it's just a 15-yard penalty. Now at 10 seconds, probably two plays you're able to run. Halsell's going to have to go 37 more yards to get into the end zone. Looking back on it, I don't know if Richie meant to do that on purpose, but if he did, that's actually a heads-up play because you can afford just 15 yards there. 10 seconds left here before the half. There's the snap faked it to Fowler. Matheny comes up, and Matheny is sacked. Well, that's huge right there. Are going to call a timeout, so one more play, but I think if Matheny gets that throw off, he had single coverage down near the close side of the field. I think that's Lampkins. Yeah, it looks like it. That would have been 50-50 ball, one-on-one -on -one coverage, and big for Palmyra to get the sack right there, and now our center is going to have one throw to the end zone now with four seconds left. So with four seconds left here in the second quarter, Hallsville has been cooking so far so good here in the first half up 32 to 0 here in hallsville at home their fans are loving it especially trying to keep warm i'm just glad i dressed for the weather this week for sure you did because... it's certainly a lot better than the southern <laughs> boone game yeah that's for sure i was not ready i still don't for know sure when it comes to this cold weather still probably should have brought a jacket i don't think yeah. you texans really know how mm -hmm. to dress for the missouri cold just yeah. yet but yeah you're right about that yeah you're getting there. You're, mm -hmm. Maybe maybe if we get another game where we're in an outdoor setting oh, yeah. later on. I, I don't think I'm that much of a big baby anymore, no, I you're, think, you're, right? You're yeah. doing all uh -huh. right. So I'm, I'm in, not shivering. And I'm interested to see what Hall's decides to do. I got goosebumps, to, but, you know, I'm, I'm all right. Decides to do here on this last play of the half, how they try and, and buy Matheny some time and looking to, uh, interesting to see which receiver Matheny will actually choose to try and go for on a Hail Mary. So four seconds here before the half. Hallsville out of the timeout. There's Matheny. He fakes it to Fowler. Fowler just comes up with a catch. Uh, actually ruled now incomplete as he was hit along the sideline. So that is going to be the end of the first half. Hallsville is going to be up 32-0 at the half. Here to kick this one off so far in this first round of this Class 2 District 6 First round of the district playoffs. You couldn't ask for a better start for the Hallsville Indians. Their fans are loving it. Coach Conyers is definitely loving it, and he's definitely going to be saying that to his guys in the locker room at the half. Yeah, absolutely. Can't ask for much better execution on both offense and defense, and 
now go into the locker room and make some minor adjustments, but essentially say, hey, we're going to keep running the football, doing the same thing, and we'll talk about that a little bit more on the halftime show. For sure. Don't go anywhere here on the Show Me Sports Network. 32-0 at the half. Hallsville on top of Palmyra. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal. We're with you all the way. 
At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions the score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time but the actions of players coaches and spectators leave lasting impressions the next time you attend a high school game think of how history will remember you choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship remember the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business at hallsville school district our educators do more than just teach lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom for students to succeed it takes an entire district-wide team join hallsville school district's team today now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! Back or welcome to, I guess, on the Show Me Sports Network halftime show, a happy halftime because Hallsville leads 
32 to nothing. About 15 minutes till the second half gets underway. We'll recap things here real quick. If you just missed it with us, Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft, and Hallsville in this first playoff game wasted no time getting to it as Harrison Fowler had a rushing touchdown on the first drive. Three in total in the first half. Don't have to talk a whole lot about the offense for Palmyra because they didn't score anything, but Hallsville had a defensive touchdown. Garrison Ballard had a fumble recovery, took it to the house. One of the four touchdowns Hallsville scored. Four touchdowns, four consecutive two-point conversions. Three of them belong to Fowler and one school rushing yard record for Harrison Fowler. Congratulations to him. A good half all around for Hallsville. And if this thing continues, I think we'll get, get into running clock territory as once this thing reaches a 35-point deficit here. If, if that happens, we could see that potentially in the second half. But Hallsville, everything went right for them. We'll look to see that continue here in the second quarter, or excuse me, second half. For sure, Hallsville came out ready to play from the get-go, and they are looking to do exactly what you just said, Ben, carry that momentum over into the second half. And right now already up 32-0 to against the Panthers. Really, this Palmyra defense needs to find a way to make a play, force a turnover, but it has just been all Hallsville, and there has just not been much cooking offensively for Palmyra as well. No points up on the scoreboard for them, and Hallsville has definitely came out, and they are playing exceptionally well, and they just need to keep that momentum up and just finish it out because right now the way they're playing you can say you would think this one would be surely about over and they can look to next week. Well, it, it's been hard for Smyzer of Palmeyer just because he's faced so much pressure. Mm -hmm. Every time it feels like he's dropping back to throw, he's having a Hosel defender uh, in his face that, that's disrupting either the pass or bringing him down when they try to use him to run. So it's been tough for Smyzer. On the other side, though, for Hallswood QB, they haven't asked Mathena to do a whole lot, but I would say he's played well. He's competed the one pass downfield to Lampkins early on in this one. He, he's been able to buy time. There was the one slip up where he lost his footing, but overall, I think he's been well, and I don't expect them to ask Mathena to make a ton of those in the second half because they'll probably continue to just keep running the football. Yeah, Matheny has played great, that's for sure, and he has just been smart with the football and especially making great reads when he is using his arm. But like you said, Ben, they have just been giving the rock to Harrison Fowler and he's been doing the rest and already broke the all-time school rushing record. And he's just looking to do more and especially bouncing it into the house three times there in the first half. Wouldn't be surprised if he puts up another two or three here in the second half. Well, most he's had in the game this season is five, so maybe we, maybe we get see. towards that. Yeah, overall, the offense, I think, for Hallsville just looks to be humming. And I think what you hope, don't want to look into next week, you hope that just keep building the momentum and take this into a potential game against Australia. I don't want to, once again, don't want to say it's over before it's over. Hallsville mm -hmm. is up 32 to nothing. You've got to feel good about where you've headed with, with two quarters to play. So hopefully that continues. But any other thoughts on the way this half looked between these two teams, Justin? We will just see what happens in the second half. I think if Palmyra finds a way to score a touchdown or two just to get some life on the scoreboard and just back in themselves and have a shot, you never know. This is playoff football. It's a whole nother breed. You know, it's totally different from what the regular season is. And it's a whole nother animal. Anything can happen. We will see in the second half. But right now, it has just been all Hallsville. And we will see if Hallsville is able to do just that 
with this dominating and commanding of a lead in which they have up 32 to 0. Before we take another break here and wrap up the rest of this halftime coverage between Hallsville and Palmyra, Hallsville up 32 0. A couple scores from maybe some games that Hallsville would care about based on other teams they face. Two of them being Eldon and Southern Boone. The other broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake is there right now. Southern Boone leads that game 14 to nothing. So there is some potential there to be a, an Eagles victory and both of the broadcasts here moves on. That's the only one I can see right now of teams that Hallsville has played. Got another match between Battle and Cap City. Battle leads that one 14-7 at half. Also another one in the area, not teams that Hallsville has faced though. Tolton leads North Conway 28-22. Outside of that, not a whole lot of other scores to update on and not a whole lot else to say. It was a dominating first half for Hallsville. Harrison Fowler having a fantastic season and one of his best games, best halves so far. We'll see how that tends to to continue in the second half. But we're going to step aside for another couple minutes, take a quick break. Justin's going to keep sipping on that hot chocolate he recently acquired and get you ready for the second half. When we return, Benjamin Justin Kraft on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't go anywhere. We've got district playoff football when we return. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we could teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? 
Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal. We're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 
1-800-273-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business at hallsville school district our educators do more than just teach lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom for students to succeed it takes an entire district-wide team join hallsville school district's team today now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! And welcome back here on the Show Me Sports Network. We are about 50 seconds away from the start of the second half. The Indians are up 32-0 on the Palmyra Panthers as both teams are on the field getting their last-minute warm-ups in before we get this second half underway. Well, I'm interested to see what the play calling looks like for Hallsville on the first five, to the first drive of the second half, whether they continue to 
be aggressive if it's just a whole lot of running of the football. I would presume that if it's not broke, don't fix it. And we see a heavy dosage of Fowler here and here and beyond. But the larger the margin or the wider this margin of this game gets, maybe we start to see some new faces out there. Who knows? We've got 24 minutes ahead of us figured out. Mm-hmm. And here we go. There's the kickoff there by Palmyra. They try a little bit of an onside kick there, but a great recovery right there by Hallsville. And Hallsville will start with the football in great field position to start off this second half. Already up 32-0 to zero and now getting the football right at midfield. Couldn't be sweeter for the home team. Yeah, can't ask for a better start. Essentially about an inch behind the 50-yard line for Hallsville and you give the offense like this a short field, you have to think they're going to take advantage. I totally get what Palmyra was doing, trying to catch him off guard, go with the onside and steal possession. But when it doesn't work, now you're asking a whole lot of your defense in the Panthers. So first down and 10, ball at midfield for the Indians. Matheny with it. Matheny hands it off to Fowler. He goes right up the middle, 30, 25, 20, and just inside the 20-yard line down at about... The 17-yard line, what a hole, what a run by Harrison Fowler. And a recipe of success. They hand it off to the man who's been doing it all night, and he does it there again. Yeah, how about that? First play of the second half, going a run for 32 yards to Fowler. It's exactly the way you want to get it going. What a run there to start off the second half for the Indians by Harrison Fowler. They hand it off to him again right up the middle and Harrison Fowler picks up the first down and down at the five yard line. So two runs and Hallsville's already on the nine yard line knocking on the door about to score another touchdown. Yeah, 45 rushing yards already in the second half for Harrison Fowler and they come on, all you know, two carries. So excellent yeah. start to the second half for the senior. I think he deserves an opportunity to punch this in here looking for his fourth touchdown. Hallsville looking to feed the running back in Harrison Fowler again, and they do just that. Harrison Fowler to the house for six. Put another six up on the scoreboard for Hallsville, and they punch it in in a matter of not even 50 seconds, and they're in in three plays, and it's all you-know-who, Harrison Fowler. Yeah, 50 yards like you just meant. It takes him just three plays, three runs, and now... With 38 points on the board for Halsell, we get into running clock territory as the blowout is really on now. So here comes the two-point conversion here for Hallsville, and Harrison Fowler goes, give me the rock, feed me the football, and let me do the rest. But Pout Myra, what a stop defensively. First thing going their way all night, a little bit of you know momentum, and you got to be happy defensively to stop Harrison Fowler finally one time Hallsville does not get the two-point conversion but they are up 38 to 0 after the touchdown yeah I would have loved to make it five for five on two-point conversions but more importantly you get the touchdown on the drive and can't ask for a better start to a second half than that and now this thing's really going to fly by because like you just mentioned clock is moving and Palmyra it's got to be a tough feeling for them the way their offense has has struggled and really for Smizer, he just hasn't had a lot of opportunity to, to, to push the ball downfield based on how the protection has turned out really just hats off to the Hallsville defensive line so I'm sure that's a tough feeling over there for the Panthers and see what adjustments they made in the locker room to try and start this half out with a good moving drive. 38 to nothing now Indians with 10-25 left here in the third quarter what a start to the second half possessing the football in the Indians and they draw it up, a recipe of success. 
and they punch it in for six again. And here comes the kickoff, and Palmyra will start with the football, and we will see what Marty Schmeiser can do for Palmyra in this offense. And they're going to be backed up after the returner. Looked like for a sec that ball was going to go out of bounds, but it was able to stay in bounds, and he falls on it at about the 11-yard line. Well, the returner for Palmyra tried to make a really smart play and let that go out of bounds to give Palmyra a good starting field position, but it took a perfect roll once it hit the grass, and lucky for him, he was able to fall on it, and now Palmyra way backed up. Worst starting field position of them for the day. They have started every drive but one on their own side of the field, but none of them this backed up on their own 11-yard line. First down and 10 for the Panthers to start off their first drive here in the second half, down 38 to zero. First down and 10 on their own 11. Smizer in the backfield. He's got it. He runs it up the middle there and not able to pick up anything. Yeah, Jay Crane was waiting for Smizer as soon as he took off right there. Crane had found his way into the backfield and makes a nice tackle. Looks like maybe even going to lose a yard there on the play. So nice tackle by Crane. I believe that's the first time we've called his name tonight. Probably could have called it a lot of times because it feels like every member of that defensive line has been in the backfield all night long, but Nice For sure, there. they have been in pursuit of the football all night. What a tackle by Jake Crane, the nose tackle for the Indians. Second down and 10 now at their own 11 are the Panthers. Here comes the snap, Smizer with it. He looks over, he throws it, caught by one of his wide receivers, setting up the screen there on that far side, and he's able to pick up only about one or two yards there by Ryan McAllen. Yeah, first time we've called McCowan's name tonight. Uh, attempted screen pass there and just was not good blocking out on the edge. Actually, he's going to lose some yards on the play. May have uh, sent Palmyra backwards now to third and 11 and get the what they were trying to do there just well executed by the Hallsville defense and not a whole lot of room to work with for McCowan. So not much room to work with for McCowan as he does make the reception but loses two yards. Third down and 12 here for Palmyra. Backed up, Smizer's pass to the outside caught down the sideline by Gideon Bogue excuse me it, Ryan McCowan with the reception on the far side down the sideline there able to pick up a couple yards there for Palmyra to make it fourth down and three yeah nice play though that's my bad I thought that totally was Gideon Bogue but it was it was McCowan and Nice play there. It's not going to move the change, but picks up nine and now punt. So the special teams having to come back out on the field for Palmyra. The punter punts that one away. And that punt's going to end up at about the 47-yard line of Palmyra's. And now great field position again for this Hallsville Indians offense. Absolutely. And I know it is a running clock, but... They're looking to keep it going, and this freight train is not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely not. And who would have guessed, too? I mean, it's 38 to nothing, but this is the first time that Hallsville has started in Palmyra territory. They were right at midfield, essentially the same spot, but on their own side last drive, and now see if they can replicate that rushing attack they put on to start the second half. Handoff there by Matheny to Fowler. Goes right up the middle. And he's able to pick up about two or three yards right there on the first down carry. 
Yeah, just not a ton of room to work with. Able to burst through the initial wall, but then the second unit, the linebackers, came in. Palmyra closed in on Fowler, and not a whole lot to work with there on his first run. All four plays in the second half, all four runs to Harrison Fowler. You think he's feeling good winning the ball? So actually picked up five yards there on that first down. Carry there by Harrison Fowler. Second down and five. Indians with the football here just inside on the Palmyra side of the field. There goes Fowler, and he's to the 20, the 15, 10, 5, and he's out of bounds at around is where they're going to mark him, where he went out of bounds at the 6-yard line. So Harrison Fowler, second down and 5. Hallsville with it on their own 42. Matheny hands it off to Fowler, and he almost broke free again for his fourth rushing touchdown. He was about to take that one to the house. Yeah, Harrison Fowler lightning in a bottle every time he touches the football and a couple times now we've seen him break free for huge runs. That one goes for 36. He's been dominant, even more dominant in the second half and this has a chance here to match his season high five touchdowns if he can punch this one in. Now first down and goal again for the Indians. There's the handoff from Matheny to Fowler and good pursuit of the ball carrier there by the Panthers defense able to get to Fowler. Fowler though able Pick up about a yard or two. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. No, good tackle there on the play for Palmyra. Jaden Sherrill, the defensive lineman, is able to track down Fowler and hold it to no gain. So nice burst through near the line of scrimmage by Sherrill. Yeah, second down and goal. It's cold weather getting to me a little bit. Had a little bit of a cough right there. Second down and goal for the Indians with 4.51 left in the third quarter. Hallsville knocking on the door again. They are up 38-0. They are looking for more points. There's a handoff from Matheny to Fowler. He tries to go the outside. What a tackle right there by the defense of Palmyra. Able to get to him and swings him down. Yeah, Andrew Comer, I don't know how he shot through that gap so quickly. And it was an attempted sweep play for Fowler. But Comer, I mean, he, he had some bursts right there. And all said and done, it's a loss of five. Credit to Comer. That was one of the better plays we've seen by Palmyra's defensive line tonight. Yeah, what a tackle right there by Com Comer. Grabbed Harrison Fowler's jersey and swung him down. He was on him in a hurry. Now, third down and 11 on the 11-yard line. We may see a pass for the first time this half. We will see. There's the fake to Fowler. Matheny drops back. Matheny has it. Matheny looking, and he gets tackled, and he's down. May have fumbled the football, too. We'll see which way the rest point. Yep, it's Palmyra football. So Matheny actually fumbles the football. He tried looking down the field, trying to find one of his wide receivers as he tried escaping the pocket, used his legs, and tried to get upfield for a couple yards, but then the ball was poked out. Great defensive stand by Palmyra, and they will get the football back. Well, second straight drive for Palmyra that starts from their own 11. See if they can have a little bit more success from this one after they get the turnover. First time they have forced a turnover against Hallsville all night. Only the second time that they forced Hallsville to not score on one of their drives. Hallsville was knocking on the door. Now Palmyra back with the football. Smizer looking for a wide receiver over there on that far side along the sideline. Incomplete. Now second down and 10. They will start with the football where they started with it. Their last drive at their own 11. Palmyra and Smyzer looking like they were trying to get Richie on the design to roll out. And Richie may have 
Had a second there where he came free, would have taken a good throw on the run, but just falls incomplete as this third quarter really starting to wind down, getting closer to that two-minute two minute mark, and we'll see what Palmyra is able to do here on their second drive of the quarter. Second down and 10 on their own 11. Two at 25 left here in the third quarter with this running clock. There's the fake handoff from Smizer looking over, tried to find a wide receiver on the left side, down the sideline, but incomplete. Now third down and 10, and just great awareness all around by this Hallsville defense again, all over Smizer. Yeah, Smizer got lucky there because his arm got hit while he was coming forward with the football. It was an incomplete pass, but if he gets hit maybe half a second sooner, that could have turned into a fumble. And Smizer, when he released that ball, was standing inside his own five-yard line. So that easily could have been Scoop City and another six points for Hallsville. So good awareness by Smizer to just get that ball away. But he did get away with one there now, third and ten. Third down and ten, minute 39 left here in the third quarter. Smizer gets the snap, and he goes nowhere. Pursuit right away. That front four, they were on him in a hurry, and they swarmed to him. And now it is going to be a fourth down. Yeah, nice tackle there. There were four different men for Hallsville in on the tackle, but Lucas Hollett led the way, and nice tackle there from his linebacker spot coming down to make it a play, and now Palmyra once again going to have to punt. So Palmyra going to have to punt again. Their punter has had a lot of action here tonight, and he's going to have to punt the football away again, pinned up deep in their own, uh, and he kicks it. Look for a sec. He was going to try and throw that one down the field and maybe even fake it. Harbison Ball gets loose that. away from Harbinson, and it is recovered by Palmyra. Did he touch the football is the question. The referees are going to come together and talk about it. And then there is a flag on the field as well. So yeah. the punt there by Palmyra. Whole lot just happened there on that play. The flag came in before the, the punt had even been muffed. But then Harbison looked like he misread it by about a step because he had to lean down to try and bring it in. And he did not. And it looks like the flag, too, is offsides on Hallsville. So now that's going to put Palmyra, get the, one, get the football back, and they get it in Hallsville territory at their own, at Hallsville's 48-yard line. So the first mistake of the night by the Indians, they have had no errors or no mistakes at all this whole entire game until now Harbison muffed the kick as it was rolling his way and wasn't able to recover it did touch it and was recovered by one of the Panthers and a great job swarming to the football and picking up that football and they get it back and are in great field position trying to figure something out as we end this third quarter and go into this fourth quarter Hallsville adds another touchdown on the board now 38 to 0 here on the Show Me Sports Network, don't go anywhere. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we could teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Back here on the Show Me Sports Network, I'm Justin Kraft alongside Ben Schmidt. Hallsville added six more points up on the scoreboard with a touchdown. 
in that third quarter. Now up 38-0 as we start the fourth quarter. Marty Smizer looks over across the middle. Great pass by him, finding a wide receiver in the middle of the field. And he picks up about five yards there. Ethan Red there with the reception. Yeah, Red had two touchdowns against Halswell in week one, but just two catches tonight. They've mostly kept him under wraps, but does get free right there to pick up seven. Nice completion there by Schmeiser. And new life for Palmyra's offense. They recover them off punt now, see if they can take advantage and get that goose egg off the scoreboard on their side. Now second down and three, Palmyra with the football still as we start this fourth quarter. 38-0, Hallsville. There's the fake handoff by Smizer. He rolls out to the left. He looks down the sideline trying to get the pass to the wide receiver, Brett Tudor. But Tudor, as he was sliding on the ground there, trying to come up with the catch, was not able to haul it in. Incomplete third down and three now for the Panthers on Hallsville's 38-yard line. Yeah, tough throw to try and ask Smizer to make while he's rolling out and would have had to put it on the money to Tudor, and it just skipped there a little bit, and now it drooled incomplete. So it's third and three, farthest on Hallsville's side of the field. The Palmyra has been, see what play they decide to draw up right here. Yes, I'm sure no one wants to end their season with a zero on their side of the scoreboard, so still a whole lot of urgency by the Panthers to go score here. Third down and three, Smizer with it now, rolling out to the left. Smizer looks middle of the field, great pass, finding a wide receiver, using his eyes, and gets it to Ethan Wren, who makes the reception, and a first down for the Panthers as they keep this drive brewing. Yeah, nice play. Once again, another designed rollout for Smizer. He, more often than not, they have been rolling him to his strong side, the right side, but that time he was able to put it on the money to Red. Had to throw it back across his body just a little bit, but nicely placed ball, and now slightly on the move is Palmyra. They're inside the 30 of Hallsville. Running clock here in the fourth quarter. 9.55 left, 38 to nothing. Palmyra knocking on the door, trying to get their first score of the night here in this first round playoff game. There's the pass there by Smizer, rolling out to his left and finds his wide receiver in Ryan McCowan. And he's able to pick up about seven yards there on that pass by Smizer to McCowan. Yeah, they've used McCowan in more of the shorter or intermediate routes. That time it was essentially a simple crosser where Smizer rolled with McCowan and just waited for them to come open and nicely placed ball, gain of seven. You can take chunks like that all night if you're Palmyra. It's just a shame for them that it didn't, didn't happen until the fourth quarter. They really needed this when it was still a close game early on. Second down and three just outside the red zone on Hallsville's 21. Smizer rolls out to the right. Smizer's looking, and he's just got to get rid of that one. He throws it out of bounds. Great decision-making there by Smizer. Nothing down the field. Wide receiver is not open at all. Great coverage by Hallsville's defense. And now it's going to bring up a third down and three again here for the Panthers. Yeah, all three of Smizer's targets were blanketed by members of the secondary. Harbison was great in coverage. Same with Weston Grant. Both cornerbacks there for Hallsville did great. And even more importantly, which made Smizer have to throw it away, is because Lucas Hull at the linebacker was running with him the whole way and eventually was almost closing in right before the pass was thrown away. So textbook coverage right there on a tough situation for the Hallsville defense. Now they force a third down. Third down and three. Knocking on the door are the Panthers. On Hallsville's 21, Smizer's looking. He drops back. He floats it. And what an incomplete. So it looked like at first the receiver was able to come up with the catch and was not in Ashton Hankins, the running back that came out of the backfield there. 
Well, Hosel catches a break there because it was a screen, but mm -hmm. Smyzer rolled right and then tried to throw left. If he puts that on the money for Hankins, he may still be running because everyone on Hallsville rolled with Smyzer. So it was actually a really well-designed play and one that if executed well could have easily netted Palmyra a touchdown there. Smyzer just left the throw about a yard short and Hankins had to dive, couldn't come up with it. For sure. Fourth down and three now. Palmyra going for it. Smyzer under center. Smyzer fakes the quarterback. Handoff there to Ashton Hankins and then he tried to throw it to him. Overthrows him. Just ahead of the marker there not able to pick up the fourth down conversion on fourth down and three and Hallsville's defense answers the call again and Palmyra turns over the football and out trots Hallsville's offense again up 38 to zero clock is running here in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left well they thought they were gonna get the ball a few minutes ago but even after the the punt debacle still don't give up any points the Hallsville defense who has been incredible all night and now under seven to go, Hallsville trying to put the finishing touches and drain this thing all the way down to triple zeros. Here comes the snap to Matheny. Matheny hands it off to Fowler. There he goes. Fowler again gets the first down and more, and I think they're just going to keep feeding him for the rest of this quarter, Ben. And yeah. put it in victory formation are the Indians. One of the quarter cornerbacks, maybe even the safety coming down for Palmyra, got a whole lot of Fowler directly to his face and got driven backwards. That's got to be a tough man to bring down. Fowler, who sits at 6'0 and 205 pounds, has uh, been a wrecking ball tonight, and that one was not necessarily a full-on shrug because he didn't break the tackle, but the cornerback got driven backwards for sure. Handoff there again by Matheny to Fowler on first down. And Harrison Fowler just able to get back to the line of scrimmage. Going to be second down and 10. That was a really nice play by Brett Tudor, the defensive lineman for Palm Hour to shoot through into the backfield and hold Fowler to no gain. That hasn't happened a lot tonight, but Tudor, man who also plays tight end for Palmyra on the defensive side of the football, makes a really nice play right there for the Panthers. Yeah, the one time the wrecking ball could not break through the wall and Brett Tudor was there too take him down that's for sure what a tackle there by Brett Tudor he taught him a lesson there there's the handoff there from Matheny to Fowler and there he goes 40 45 and Fowler down at the 49 yard line just a yard short short of midfield and uh excuse me Abe L Finish is now in the game for Harrison Fowler and what a run by him yeah, we saw Fanish get a touchdown last week in a reserve role when he came into the game. And here, his first carry goes for a first down and moves it up to midfield. Certainly a, a very capable uh, alternate runner in comparison to Fowler. And change of pace right there. Nice carry by El Fanish. For sure. A two-headed monster in the backfield with those two. Abe El Finish in the backfield here with Matheny. That one handed off from Matheny to Abe L finish and he's able to pick up about one or two yards right there so good stand by the front four of the Panthers second down and nine this one down to four and a half minutes so Hallsville doing exactly what you would want to do on this drive and just continue to melt this thing down up 38 to nothing you're not playing for point differential or anything here in this one anymore so the faster you can get this thing over with keep everyone healthy and Kate the good vibes in the next round. I'm sure that's exactly what Hallsville wants to do. They're going to keep pounding the rock until Palmyra does something about it. For sure. Here comes the snap. Matheny with it. Hands it off to finish. Finish. Bounces it to the outside. 40. And 
just down at about the 36-yard line. What a run there by Abe L. Finish picking up the first down and more. Yeah, that was great field, field vision as once he got through the line of scrimmage, started to bounce it outside a little bit, broke through an arm tackle and kept the chains moving. Gets into a nice run there of three or four carries. Now you go back to the workhorse and Fowler. Now under four minutes to go. Also just going in chunks right now. This is perfectly executed and love to see the way. If they can run the ball like this moving forward, this is a Hallsville team that everyone expected all season long, and you just hope that could continue into Centralia next week. Mm -hmm. And you get your starting quarterback back. Centralia better be ready for this one-two punch in the backfield and Fowler and finish next week. When Hallsville travels to hey, I think it's, I think it's safe to probably say that that's happening at this point. I don't totally think that a 38-point deficit is real doable for Palmyra at this yeah, point. I feel comfortable saying that at this point. Nice stop there on first down by the Panthers' defense. Hold Fowler to just a gain of one. But this has been an impressive performance all, all night by the Indians' offense. Running the football, blocking when they've had to throw it, and limited tries. They've done it well all around a really nice evening. For sure. i got to give the other side of the ball a lot of credit, too. The first game of the season when they played Palmyra here at home for the season opener, they gave up 20 points. Here tonight, they gave up a whopping mulligan, nothing. Yep. They haven't let them put any points up on the scoreboard, and the only one that's really had a productive night is probably the punter. Yep. Well, another sh real quick, another short run there to make it third and five by Fowler. I assume they'll just give it to him again. But, yeah, Hallsville's defense has... Really, I mean, you could probably, all, all 11 of the guys on that side of the ball have made an impact. D-line has been great, secondary has been great in coverage, and now the offense just selling this one away. And there's the handoff, Harrison Fowler back in the game. In the backfield there, getting the handoff from Matheny. Able to pick up a couple yards, and now that's going to be about a fourth down and about five for Hallsville. We'll see what they're going to do here. Two minutes left here in the fourth quarter, and Hallsville is putting the icing in the cherry on top. Yeah, first down here puts this one away. For sure, victory formation, for sure, picking up this first down. If they do right here on fourth down and five on Palmyros 32. Here comes the snap, Matheny with it. Matheny fakes it to Fowler, throws a dart. And what a throw there, Matheny. Did he Matheny. get caught, that's the question. And it was not incomplete. Uh, incomplete. Well, 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 no, the one ref is saying it's a catch. Yep, it was a catch. Yep. So Isaac Stinson makes the catch. The only throw Hallsville makes the entire second half is a slant route to Isaac Stinson. It's completed and a victory formation. Now, if Hallsville looks to go that way, they can run out the entire clock now. So Yeah, what a good, catch. Good yeah. for them. Stinson's second of the game. How about that? You mm -hmm. Throw one pass the entire second half, and it's that. Mm -hmm. What a dart, though, yeah. by Matheny. Absolutely. Great throw to get it to Stenson there on the slant route back to the middle of the field. And running the football one last time as Harrison Fowler putting his finishing touches on the game. And he's definitely been Hallsville's MVP here tonight. And especially congratulations to him breaking the school rushing yards record. Etching his name in history here at Hallsville High School. No, yeah, you and in this football program. Can't offer more congratulations to Fowler on what he's done and now gets to continue to make his mark on this program next mm -hmm. week in Centralia. And there it is, the final knee down. Congratulations. I'm sure this is exactly what quarterback Braden Matheny was thinking of maybe last night, headed to bed, thinking about taking that victory formation oh, yeah. in his first career playoff start. So congratulations to him and hopefully better things to come. 
And his final score, Hallsville takes one thirty-eight to nothing. Great night all around. Yeah, what a win for Hallsville. They take down Powell Myra. They took him down week one, season opener, and they do it again here. Different result though. Winning this one, not letting Powell Myra put any points up on the scoreboard. It was Hallsville all night. Winning thirty-eight to zero to advance to the second round of the class two district six district playoffs and what a win here in round one for Hallsville and something they are definitely going to want to carry over next week going to Centralia a team in which they lost to week two 26 to 20 on the road in Centralia and they definitely are coming for vengeance and the way Hallsville played here tonight they are ready, and I know Justin Conyers will definitely have them ready for next week against Centralia. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, final time stepping on this field here in Hallsville on this natural grass and everything you could have wanted and more. Defense, I mean, you can't say enough about what they did, and I can call out so many different mains. Multiple players had multiple sacks. There was the turnover force, the defensive touchdown by Ballard, and it turned to the offense too, the rushing effort all night long. Matheny was mostly efficient with the ball, had the one turnover, but that was it. He was good, made the dart on the slant, and we'll recap it all in one. Hopefully get to talk to Coach Connors a little about what he saw and get ready for next week's game against Centralia. Should be a good one. For sure. What a win for Hallsville, winning it 38-0 against Palmyra here in the first round here on the Show Me Sports Network. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back here in a few for the post game to wrap it all up and talk to Justin Conyers and I know he's happy about this one but what a win what a night for a Hallsville fans are loving it they couldn't have been more impressed and they're excited to go to Centralia and move on to round two of the class two district six playoffs what a win what a night glad i got to call it here tonight with you ben that's yeah for sure. no absolutely could, could not ask for <laughs> a better way for this thing to go and and that now you just once again i think another important thing too is hallsville got out of this game healthy we mm -hmm. didn't we didn't have an, an injury at least yeah. none that we saw you don't see everything that goes on the side but none we saw on the field so i mean you can't ask for much better circumstances now you get the weeds go game playing you know the coaches are going to be watching the film late into the evening tonight and now I'll be in a short travel, too. That's another thing, too, next week in Centralia. These Hallsville fans, you know they're going to make the trip because it's only 10 minutes from here. Mm -hmm. It it's, should be in line for a great back-and-forth battle. It's anything like we saw in the Week 2 matchup where Hallsville closed it to a two-point game and then Centralia put it away late with a game-winning touchdown drive, and it's, it's, it should be in for a treat. For sure. Thank you for listening, and have a great night. This is Justin Kraft and Ben Schmidt again on the Show Me Sports Network. We've got more to say. We're coming we, back to the post. We do. Yeah, that's for sure. But we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere because I know you're definitely going to want to hear from Coach Conyers. He's going to have a lot to say after this dominating fashion of a victory for the Indians. You've been listening to Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play -play coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, 
and zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive postgame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. A successful evening here in Hallsville as the Indians take this one in dominating fashion. 38 to nothing over Palmyro. They sweep them on the season win 
two times and the two times they face each other they grab both of them and are moving on to take on Centralia next week. I'm Ben Schmidt. Justin Kraft will be back with me in just a moment along with we're hoping to speak with Justin Conyers, the head coach of Hallsville, as we usually do. But wanted to hop on here just real quickly to recap the game real quick before we step away and get that interview ready. Thanks so much for spending your Friday night with us. It was a dominating game run fashion-wise for Hallsville as Harrison Fowler punched it in on the ground four times. And then the defense did their part as well, holding Palmyra to zero points and scoring a defensive touchdown. Garrison Ballard ran a fumble recovery back for six points. That's really all I can say. It was start to finish. Hallsville controlled this football game. And if they can play somewhat like that headed into next week, we may be in store for some good things in the playoffs for Hallsville. You know, Coach Justin Kinders was happy with what he saw tonight. And we'll ask him a little bit more about that. And Hallsville, in what is most likely their final game here on this home grass, makes the fans very, very happy and takes this one easily. And we'll have even more to say here in just a few minutes. Coach Conyers soon to be joining us. Justin warming, warming up a little bit, as heard earlier, that Texan has not been very prepared for the cold weather as we move into the winter here in Missouri. So he's taking advantage of the warmth of the press box downstairs. But back with me. I'm here to tell you a little bit more about this game. Making his second start at quarterback for Hallsville was Braden Matheny. He did not have a touchdown because the run game was so good. Didn't make him throw the ball a lot. Did turn it over once on a fumble. But overall, was pretty efficient. Hit the 40-yard completion to Aiden Lampkins. The damn ceiling completion on the slant to, to make things over with to Isaac Stinson to run the clock out. And he was good. And now you turn it back over to Colton Nichols, who will start at quarterback presumably next week in the playoff game for Hallsville against Centralia, a team that Hallsville just barely lost to way back when week two of the season. Hallsville lost to them 26-20. to Justin and I will once again have the call for you and that one. You can turn in just about 6.35. We will have that in round two of the district playoffs. I see Coach Conyers heading our way, so we're going to step aside for just a minute or two, get that ready to go, and when we come back, hear everything that tonight's winning coach had to say on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need
need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Welcome back to the Show Me Sports Network post-game show. And after a victorious round one playoff game, Coach Kinder is joining us here on the Show Me Sports Network. Coach, got to feel good uh, the turnaround after the last two losses to come in and have this 38 to nothing victory tonight. Oh, what a difference a week's makes. And if, if you just look at the difference in how our defense played tonight, I mean, I am just so proud uh, of how we flew to the football. We defended the option game all night long. And, you know, in week one, a quarterback really took advantage and was able to scramble all over the field all over us. And we did a great job of containing him all night long tonight. So I'm really proud of our defense. And uh, I, I honestly, I'll be honest, I'm really proud of our staff. You know, a lot of guys stepped up this week, took on some new roles to help out our defensive staff. And it's it's worked wonders for us. So, you know, it's one of those things we just got to build upon uh, for this next week. So keeping it on the defensive side, take us through what you saw on the fumble recovery that led to a touchdown <laughs> for your guys. Well, great. You know, once again, we were bringing blitzes tonight. You know, the past few weeks we really haven't pressured much. So if you're watching film and, and you're getting ready to, you know, obviously work on your pass protection and your blocking schemes against us, you don't really have to worry about anything normally but four guys at times and sometimes three when we jump in our stack. So um, bringing those pressures early and often I thought really kind of mixed it up really well. And, you know, for Garrison Ballard to be able to scoop and score, and I, I told him, he said, he looked a little bit like Bobby Boucher running down the field right there, a little water boy action. But, you know, extremely proud of us being able to pressure the football and create turnovers. I mean, something we haven't done in the past two weeks. Well, once he picked up that ball, it looked like he could have ran for days. There was no one in front of him. He was he was off into the house. Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those things, uh, you know, we always talk about with the ability to be able to scoop it and score it if you can or at least gain some yards. And a lot of defensive players, you know, they want to fall on the football. But, you know, Ballard, is he's our center too, you know, over there playing backer. And what a great athletic play our center made tonight. So I'll get to the biggest story of your offense here in a second, but real quick, I want to talk about your quarterback because didn't have any touchdowns, didn't need to have any touchdowns because you ran the ball so well. I thought played overall a really efficient game once again for the second straight week, hit the big pass early on to to Lampkins down the field. What did you see out of out of Matheny in his second start? Very poised. You know, that's what I told him is, you know, I, obviously we'll talk about the good first. There were some errors in there. Uh, he got rattled a little bit when they brought some pressure and, and trying to, you know, vacate the pocket a little too early. Um, you know, things that he normally steps up in. And they did a pretty good job of keeping him inside those pockets. But when he did and he had to deliver the football, he was able to do those things. And he throws a really good ball. And everybody has to remember this kid's just a sophomore. You know, he can't even drive yet. So uh, it's it's very pleasing as a football coach when, you're, when your QB one goes down the next guy steps up and I told him tonight I said hey you're QB1 go play like QB1 and I think he did a great job for us managing the football game um, having the ability to hit those passes has really opened us up and given us some valuable options you know and so until we get Colton back we're going to continue to game plan with um, Matheny back there and real quick it didn't mean a lot but the slant route he hit on the final play to move the chains on fourth down I mean that was a that was a bullet he put it right on Stinson yeah that's the best you know one of his best assets is you know he's got great arm strength and his accuracy is really good um, I want to get him a little bit faster in this next offseason you know and have the ability to run him and make him a running threat as well uh, so we've kind of you've noticed us we've evolved a little bit here offensively in these past few weeks without Colton back there because normally you got that one-two punch you know with Colton Nichols and Harrison Fowler in the run game and really it's kind of putting tough on defenses because now we're giving their their back end a test you know we're not just sitting in there and letting them put nine in the box and defend the run um, Matheny's really allowed us to throw the ball and uh, he's done a great job for us. Coach Conyers joining us here on the Show Me Sports Network post game show after Halsell's 38 to nothing victory all right now we talked about this storyline before the game obviously 
during the game. You guys are thinking about it, but how about Harrison Fowler, your new program school rushing yards leader, broke that record tonight, has three touchdowns. I'll just let you say whatever you yeah. want to say about your running back. So, you know, the, the record, all-time rushing record in our program was 3460, and uh, not 100% on the final stats tonight, but, but he beat it. And, um, you know, I, I got a little emotional um, after I, you know, I gave him a hug, congratulated him, let him break down the O-line huddle, which is awesome because, you know, a lot of those yards obviously are due to those guys up front. And, um, but it couldn't go to a better kid. And I think the reason I got emotional is this is my first four-year class, you know, since I've been here. I've had these kids since they were freshmen, and all of the adversity that young man's gone through and the injuries he's battled and the way he's come back. And here's the, here's the ironic thing is, Go back to sophomore year, he gets a tip-fib fracture in the state quarterfinal game, um, second play of the game, first Palmyra at Palmyra. And so for him to be able to beat the, you know, break the rushing record tonight versus Palmyra, I think that's probably bittersweet for this young man. So like I said, uh, I couldn't be more proud of him, uh, the character of the young man. He is just amazing. He's going to go on to do bigger and better things than, than football ever ever has for him. But, uh, you know, having the opportunity to just do a coaching is uh, very special to me. And after the, the four, I believe I might have said three earlier, he had four touchdowns. He is pretty close to the touchdown record as two, he right? He is. Yeah, he's, he had to get seven. He's uh, So, I mean, he's I think he's three away from breaking it, um, you know, maybe four. But we'll fi- we'll figure that out. Uh, I got one of my defensive coaches that's kept the all-time stats. He's been on staff since the inception, so he does a great job with that. He'll tell me tomorrow where he needs to be. But, like I said, uh, those records couldn't go to, to a better young man. And, and what an offensive line that he gets to run behind. I mean, honestly, I thought we dominated the line of scrimmage tonight, even with the uh, seven and eight guys in the box and the pressure they were bringing. So last thing before I let you go, take us a little bit to now what you're looking towards as, once again, another rematch in the playoffs. You get Cincinnati in their place, a very close loss against them in week two, and we'll talk more about this as the week goes on. But what are your initial thoughts getting ready for that matchup? I told the group, um, if if you're not excited about this matchup and this rematch, uh, I got goosebumps again right now talking about it, and I told them the same thing whenever I was telling them because that's what high school football is all about is the the chance at redemption here. Uh, you know, we we didn't play our best football. Got out to an early 12 to nothing lead on them. Thought, hey, man, we might really get after these guys, and then we didn't play very well once again defensively and gave up that late score with a, right at a minute to go, you know, and, and, and just couldn't come back and lost by six points. And so when you got that close of a game with a rival team that's eight miles away, Man, this is going to be a big time football game, and I, I told all of our guys in the huddle as well. Is I said, if you want to be two and zero, show up and re- be ready to practice on Monday because we are really starting to get after our guys and, and coaching them super hard. And you could see the change in our attitude and our mentality this week. And and this week's going to have to even ramp it up even more. Well, we can't wait for that game next Friday night. Justin and I will be there, and I'm sure your fans will as well because we saw how well they traveled last time and they were here tonight. And- They'll make the trip there again. But that's about all I have for you. I'll talk to you throughout the rest of the week. Coach Kiners, ladies and gentlemen, so grateful, as always, after Halls was 38 to nothing. When Justin and I will have final word here on the broadcast when we return in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network postgame show. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran-owned business at hallsville school district our educators do more than just teach lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom 
For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. Back on the Show Me Sports Network, Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft, you just heard from Coach Conyers, so gracious as always to take the time to come up and speak with us. We'll have the pregame interview and the broadcast next week live from Centralia. So if you're not making the trip to cheer on the Indians, listen with us and hear what is the second round of the district playoffs. Halls are looking to avenge a loss against the Panthers in week two of the regular season. Just in a fun game, you got the pleasure to do play-by-play -play and call all four. There's Harrison Fowler touchdowns. Anything else before we wrap things up and get into this hallow weekend? Well, just going to say that was a ton of fun to watch what Hallsville had to produce offensively with Harrison Fowler and to break the record. You know, congratulations to him again, breaking the program rushing yards record, etching his name in the history books here in Hallsville. And that that is just something he's going to remember for the rest of his life. What an accomplishment, what an achievement. And I am looking forward to next week the pleasure of going to Centralia and calling that game with you, Ben. That is going to be a barn burner against two programs. They know each other very well. They played each other when it comes to the playoffs, and especially last year that was, that when was a, Hallsville yep. beat them 38-36. So they're looking for vengeance at home, and this is a big-time semifinals matchup here in the district playoffs. And I know Justin Conyers is going to have his team ready to go, and we will see if Colton Nichols suits up. He was on the sidelines and everything in his jersey, you know, just relaxing and, you know, um, I will say about taking him, good care yeah. of that shoulder. Yeah, I will say didn't think about this about Nichols. He was he was Brady Matheny's at least from up here appear to be biggest cheerleader. So mm -hmm. that's 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 cool to see. Yeah, uh, on the side and obviously I'm sure he would love to be out there. But we'll see for if he's sure, back next yeah, week. we will see. Well, could you put a lot of it? Well, couldn't have said it better myself. Just the storylines, just uh, for the next week's game between Hallsville and Centralia. And once again, so excited to be at the chance to call that. That's going to do it for us here tonight, though. You're Justin Kraft on the call. I'm Ben Schmidt. Thanks so much, as always. Hope you come back with us next week about 6.30, 6.35. We'll be on the air on the Show Me Sports Network. Until then, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Happy Halloween. It'll be November next time you speak with us. And we'll see you next time on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. 
Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.